Hi. Hi. Oh my God, Casey, how are you? I'm are fine. You? I feel like I haven't talked to we you. We haven't in talked so in long. so long. It feels weird. It feels weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> well, I'm we glad even to texted. see you now. We haven't even texted. We've been we've been MIA in each other's lives. I know it's weird, but then also what? like happening? I'm a belie- I'm a believer oh in like giving someone their space. Did you think I was sick of you? <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> well, I had, we I had, spent... you know, I had Emily in town. Yeah, you were with Emily, yes. and you were like doing things. You were out hunting owls, not hunting owls, but like looking for an escaped owl. Um, I we found. We found that I saw. little flocko, flocko, flacko, flocko, 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 flocko. That little, little sweet guy. Owl. In case you guys missed the story, I don't know how you did. Um, a Eurasian owl escaped from the Central Park Zoo after somebody like destroyed their or like cut open the cage. Right. Someone like vandalized the cage and open like cut it open and then the owl is like don't mind if I do and took off and then they like were setting all these traps around Central Park to try to get Flacco back because they're concerned he was born in captivity so he had only lived in captivity he's not a wild and they know and they were like he is not going to know what to do he's going to starve some other bird is going to kill him it's, right. This is not going to end well for Flacco. We don't want to have this owl's blood on our hands. But then, to everyone's delight and surprise, Flacco ate a Central Park rat. Day three or four. That'll keep you going up for a few days. It's pellet in front of everyone and continues to do so. And so the zoo is like, well... We have to respect that Flacco's kind of living his best life in Central Park right now. And we're going to just hold off on trying to recapture him for the time being until they're they're observing. Okay. They're observing. And of course, the birders are out in droves. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, but you got to go see him. which I just really great. wanted to see him in person because I like the spirit of Flacco. I like the story. I like all of him and he's a real cute bird and I love owls you know I really like owls and I have lots of owl things around me yeah I like well you know obviously like talking about my mom and snowy owls and how she loved an owl one time when I was a kid though biz oh my god here's the thing about my mom she I loved her she often tried to um What's the right word? She tried me to get to like the things that she liked, and we could not have been more different. So, like, for example, she was really into, like, you know, building, like, mechanical scientific toys when I was a little kid. And I was like, I just want Barbie. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, and I had Barbies in my life. Like, I had, you know, I wasn't deprived of Barbies. But I also had, like, a lot of, you know, like, make a clock out of a potato. And I had no interest that in was that. The, remember, but, that was the realization I had at Hoffman. Was that I right. was trying to make my kids, like, the same kinds. Like, I was like, right. let's bake. Right. Let's do arts right. and crafts. And my children are like... Let's play video games. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, one of the things that my mom loved to do, and this would like 
crop up, like phases of it would crop up in our life. She loved fishing. Like I think she had like a real pioneer spirit and loved the idea of like living off the fat of the land, which could not be like less me. But um, anyway, so a lot of fishing outings and she was like very serious about it. So like going to fish like in the middle of the night, you know what I mean? I just have to say, and if you guys are out there and you're like, people that are into fishing bless your hearts but like there is just nothing worse to me than than fishing (laughs) there's no part of fishing that I from like the worm to like if you if I caught a fish like what am I gonna do with that and like I would never eat a fish that I caught so like there's no part of it that was for me but anyway one of those um nighttime fishing expeditions. And I was like a kid, like a little kid. Um, My mom took me out somewhere to fish and I was already like salty about it. But then have you been fishing? I mean, yeah, of course. I've been fishing. So, you know, and everyone who has fished before will know that like when you cast a reel, it takes like a little bit of coordination. Like you put the reel back behind your head and then it's not until you're casting it forward that you press the button and it like lets the line out and it has a weight on it and it goes into the middle of the water. But I was a little kid, so I didn't like have that coordination necessary yet. So anyway, I kept pushing the button when I was tossing the reel back behind my shoulder to like wind up to cast it out. And so the, um, the line would like go out behind me and it was like super frustrating and frustrating the shit out of my poor mother who just wanted to fish and like stop, uh, untangling my line. But so anyway, uh, she was like, you press the button forward when you go forward, when you go forward. And so I was like, I'm going to try this one last time. And so I like whipped the reel behind my head, pressed the button on the backswing again, like at a high point. And I felt, you know, the line go out behind me. And I was like, oh shit, like my mom's going to be so annoyed. And um, it was like, caught like I was trying to yank on it and it was caught and I was like I thought it was caught in a tree but I had like hooked it into an owl Casey no yeah I mean it was it was terrible she had to like go up in the tree and get the hook out of the owl that was like not interested in like what we were doing so anyway yeah that's like the only thing I've ever caught fishing was an owl thank god (laughs) it was fine was it? Do we know? I mean, I, I, we don't I, know. We didn't keep in. We didn't keep in touch. But he seemed okay. Casey, that is literally insane. <laughs> that is one of the craziest. And then I was like, I was like, am I allowed now to just sit on the banks of this body of water and like read a book or something? Do I have to keep doing this? And uh, I think I was finally allowed to to stop fishing. It's so interesting. I mean, listen, I think that parents often, you know, try to get their kids interested in the stuff that they're interested in, that they are themselves yeah. are interested in, right? Yeah. I do feel like once I gave up trying after Hoffman, where I was like, I'll play, sure, I'll play Super Mario Brothers, whatever party game with right. you on Nintendo, and I'll do these other things. Like, they now, like, Cricket will do art with me. Right, exactly. Well, it's funny, you know, I was just complaining about, like, potato clocks or whatever. I love science. Like, I would consider 
Well, it's weird to say that science is like a hobby of mine because how do you do science as a hobby? But like I read about science recreationally in a way that other people find strange. I love science. I just didn't want to make a clock out of a potato when I was five, you know? Well, I also think that there's something fundamental in like children, which is that you just want your, you want your parent. This was the the Hoffman thing for me. Like I had the realization that what I always was longing for was for my parents to ask me what I was interested in and to meet me there. And so what I started to do and try to do, and it is still fucking hard with my kids, is to ask them, what is it that you're interested in? And can I be a part of that? And a lot of times they're like, no, you can't be a part of that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's not for her, you know? But like when I, when we can, like Emily, when Emily was in town, you know, so Mark took, so Mark and Birdie were out of town. Mark took Birdie on a little trip, the two of them. And so I could be with Cricket, have some alone time with Cricket. And then Emily was here till Saturday and then she left and then it was just me and Cricket. So um, Cricket wanted to play this office board game thing that she had found at like a 99 cent store or somewhere, whatever. It's like, a yeah. ridiculous board. It makes no sense. The board game is stupid. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Like, it's like, it was, it's definitely like the type of thing that was just like a money grab thrown together by some company that was like, let's sure. just make an office board game. The rules make no sense. It's so stupid. But she loves it. And so she like yeah. suggested that we play it. And I was like, that's a great idea. And so Emily and Cricket and I were playing the office board game. And Emily was like so caught up in like the idea that how bad it was, I think. Like she was just like, this is so dumb. This makes no sense. And I was like, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't fucking matter. Like it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter that it sucks. Like it's just, you just have to pretend like it doesn't. Like that's part of being a parent is just pretending like what your kids are interested in is something that you're in is valid. You just have to validate their interests. That being said, I did start watching um, The Last of Us. Oh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay. What do you think so far? How far have you gotten? I've watched the whole thing. Oh, okay. I think it's the bleakest television show that I've ever seen in my life. I think it's super bleak. I, I like find very little hope in it. Even their connection. Oh, like I'm like not interesting. I don't know. Like even like the last episode, sorry, spoiler guys. But even like the last episode where I was like hoping that there would be some glimmer. I was like, you this were looking, fucking sucks. Yeah, you were, this is like dark. That's hard, especially with the zombie shows, because I think it's a hard um balance to achieve between like just this ongoing well like you know we talk about the pandemic all the time how it's just ongoing you know and there is but no, that's what but like that we, to me like that's part of the reason now I never watched you know I'm not a like I didn't watch The Walking Dead I don't but right, I love right. Lost anyway but like the with The Last of Us I guess part of what is so hard for me, and I'm just curious if other people who've watched it are having this experience as well, is that it just yeah. feels too close to reality for me. Like, I get that. Like, I can understand just that. Just even though it seems, even though it's like based on a video game and it seems, and it's like dystopian future, it doesn't feel that far off to me is like the truth. Right. Like, and right. it feels yeah. like, we're we were so close. We were so close. 
like like to things being yeah. and then also when like you're talking when I've like read things and have been talking to people and they're like, well, you know that if global warming continues, like the cordyceps thing, it could be they could mutate and you know take up residence in humans. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, I want to tell you a couple things. I am convinced that microdosing mushrooms is in some way making me more of a mushroom fan uh, in general. Okay. The reason I think this is because I went out for coffee with our friend Janie Haddad Tompkins, Paul F. Tompkins' wife, and we they had croissants, and she very graciously said – I would like a croissant. Is that the last almond croissant that you have? And the lady was like, yes. And she said, because I don't want to just take the almond croissant in case my friend wants it. Is that a chocolate croissant? And the lady said, no, that's a mushroom croissant. And I said, I'm having that, like very forcefully, without being as considerate back to Janie and saying, I don't want to. So I blame that on the mushrooms. Like I you was just driven. You think DNA? Yeah, I think I was just driven to, like, snatch that mushroom croissant away from Janie without knowing if she wanted it. And, um, yeah, so there's that. So, I mean, like, maybe I am part mushroom Here's now. what, but, like, I think that the truth is that we are all, like, we have fungus. We have all of these things. We have bugs. We've got, like, we are yeah. nature. Like, and nature yeah. is us, right? And like, yeah. and I guess for me in this moment in time, it's it's difficult to like want to watch a show that like is sort of posed as a fantasy, but feels like closer to reality than most people Too would, close to would reality. like to acknowledge. You acknowledge that we are nature and nature is us, but you want to stay the boss. You don't want mushrooms to be the boss. Well, I don't want mushrooms to be the boss in terms of like growing out of our fucking faces. No. No, no. But here's what I want to say about The Last of Us, um, things that I think are revolutionary about the show. Uh, one is that they have mentioned Ellie's period a couple of times. Yes, I do I love that. Kind of I do love that they've referenced like how you handle the period. And I, yeah, guys, like, and shout out to the fucking cup. Because I was like, <laughs> you bitches, let me tell you something. When, you know, when Sarah Thayer says that I'm, I'm the one person that she's got money on that would be able to survive a zombie apocalypse you know I'm yeah. like convinced it's like entirely because I've been like a cup user forever like I okay. I like am like I'm like weirdly prepared I don't know I think I'm like weirdly prepared <laughs> for the apocalypse so yeah so I think just mentioning that one thing that I've never seen in any other like zombie survival apocalypse anything they never mention how women are handling things that will continue to happen like their periods or people who have periods uh, so they made a reference when Ellie found a box of tampons in a store and she was like yes and then uh, she was given a menstrual cup um, spoiler alert uh, in, in an episode the other thing thing that I think is um, 
is sort of revolutionary is that it does have moments of humor, which I really appreciate. I think that is, um, that for me is always the sign of a good drama is that like we, we know this, we laugh at funerals, we giggle at really inappropriate times in real life. And I think that dramas that are all heavy and relentlessly heavy, they're not realistic. I totally agree. And I'm not saying that the show does not have... I'm not, cha- I'm no. not saying it's not a good show, by the way. No, no, no. I'm, no. Just, saying yeah. it's I'm like- just saying this is why I like it. This is why I like it. I think that, you know, like last night there was a solid LOL joke in it that I was like, yes, that's all you have to do when you're making like an extremely heavy drama is like have somebody say something funny once in a while because they would. Right. Of you course. Know? I, I mean, listen... But a lot of shows forget that. A lot of shows don't do that. I know. Well, and they're just like deep, 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 dark drama, 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 drama. And it's like life's not like that. No, it's not. That's why, but that's why I find, I think that's why I find this show so disconcerting because I feel like it is very realistic. It's real. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's I, what I'm like. Yeah, I'm like yeah. the part of the show that's like bumming me out is is how realistic it feels and how like people the way that people's the way that people react and respond feel very realistic to me and like that there would be like groups of people that are just like fucking gross out for themselves like right so anyway so i watched so i've been watching that um wait do you watch that after the after show like featurettes where they like do a deep dive on the show I don't usually either, but I left one on and um, the episode that Melanie Linsky uh, was like had a huge part in. She was in a few episodes, a couple episodes at least. But Melanie Linsky from uh, Yellow Jackets and from Everything Good. She's great. Uh, It was the first time I really heard her um, speak in her accent because she usually plays like an American character. And she's from New Zealand. She's from from New New Zealand, Zealand? Okay. Uh, And she just was talking and it was so adorable. And then she was like, and you know, they're just out to get revenge. And uh, so (laughs) I just rewound her and replayed her saying revenge 10 times because it was so cute. cute. She is cute. Her real, her real (laughs) speaking voice is like unbelievably adorable. I will say that. Yes. Yes. I I also have to say that she and her husband had the best. Did I say this? Did I tell you this? They had like the best, craziest response to me and Mark getting divorced. Oh no! Oh, my God. I don't think you did tell. They were like, I saw them at the Critics' Choice Awards. Jason, her husband, Jason Ritter, who I've known literally, I've known Jason for I mean I don't know twenty years. I I knew them both separately first, yes. and then together, and now you know they're they're a wonderful yeah. couple. But like, so talented but like we and ran wonderful. into each other. And we're like doing that weird thing where you're like catching up the last like three years and 35 seconds or whatever. And then, yeah. and they're like, oh my God, you guys, and you moved to New York and da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah. And, and like, and did you know that Mark and I separated? And they both like, yeah, like it was like so sweet and genuine, but it was also just made me laugh out loud. They both <laughs> gasped and grabbed each other. They were like, <gasps> like as if I had told them that like I had murdered someone, you know what I mean? And I was like, no, no guys, it's okay. We're okay. We're okay. And they're like, are you really, is everything okay? Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. Great. Great. Good to see you. Oh my God. Tell Mark hi. Bye. Like it was kind of amazing, Aww. but they're so sweet. Um, 
Casey, how are you doing this week? Are things good? Yeah, they're not bad. I mean, I um, had a super fun time. I told you that I saw Janie. And then um, our friend Lou Barlow, who is on this live this episode very in Boston. episode that we're going to be listening to that, today. And in, in just a few minutes, um, he and his wife Adele... Uh, we're are visiting Los Angeles because Lou had a bunch of shows out here, and so um, they were so nice, and they invited us to a show to go see Lou and Matt had the night off, so we went to uh, the Tam O'Shanter first for dinner, which I thought was interesting because I was like, I want to invite you guys out to dinner, but I don't know like what Lou's pre-show thing is. Like I, I know a lot of musicians, and they have very variable pre-show. Like some people really need to pregame some people need to be quiet and not eat anything mm -hmm. some people eat, need to eat specific things um but we went to the tamojander at like 4 15 and had a steak dinner <laughs> before his show and um then we went to the show uh which was at this place permanent records which is like a record shop in our old neighborhood that they turn into like a club basically mm -hmm. um and the show was so great, and it was so good to hang out with those guys. And then we ran into Ben Lee and Ioni Sky, amazing. who um amazing social media pals. I had never met them in real life. Oh my god, life, that's so weird. So happy. I know it was so Ben. Weird, you know, I've like, known Ben since I was twenty. I think I met him when I was 20. I was going to yeah. say, I mean, we went to see him perform when he was 20 um, in, in New York. And uh, it was so nice because he was like, oh, my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. And uh, he was just saying, it was so nice of you guys to have Lou play on your show in Boston. He was, like, all up to date on everything in a way that um, surprised and delighted me. And... Uh, yeah, it was just great. I was so happy that his personality in real life matches, like, the positive vibes that he puts out. Oh, yeah. You know, all the time on, like, social media, oh, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. And, yeah. And Ben and his wife, Ioni, also have a podcast called Weirder Together. It's super fun. I just listened to, like, a crossover episode with Lou and Adele's podcast with Ben and Ioni's podcast because Ben and Ioni produce Lou and Adele's podcast. It's a very incestuous uh timeline of events but anyway they did a podcast together and it was super fun I'll send it to you I think you'll enjoy it because they talk a lot about being creative and music and just a bunch of people that you like and are interested in listen you know I don't listen to a podcast but <laughs> I know you don't but maybe you will maybe maybe yeah how are you I'm okay I kind of like uh I don't know I've been having a hard couple days but I'm okay well, like just you're like, like on a come down, I feel like, from having a lot going on and having like, I, I felt that too. Like after we got back from doing just those shows, I know it was just a few, but then I was like, now what? You know? I felt a little bit that and then a little bit just like, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm still just not settled. Like I don't know where to, where I want to live, <laughs> yeah. what I want to do, who I want to be. Um, no, I'm kidding. I um, There's this new album by this band Runner that I love. Runner with oh, three yeah. M's. Yeah. He finally released like a full-length album. And um, there's this song 
You know, like, you know, like when you feel like somebody wrote a song like for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, that's so weird that this person I don't know, like, wrote this song. Right. I don't know. It's just so good. Anyway, so there's this song called Bike Again on the New Runner album. Like dying stars were reaching out. Ugh, again, also Mm. just that title alone. Yeah. And anyway, I've been listening to that and I've been painting and like hanging out, hanging out with Cricket and took Cricket to Brooklyn with a friend of hers and the mom and, um, Brooklyn felt very overwhelming. Yeah. And then the weather was cold. I don't know. And I was just like, everything, it's hard here. Life is hard here. It's hard to live. I was really missing Los Angeles, but like, it's more like an idea of Los Angeles because it's not like I have a home there anymore. And, um, and I also just like, don't, no, I've just been like, I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I think that <laughs> I truly believe home is where the heart is. And I mean, your heart is in so many places. You know what I mean? Like you have a little piece of your heart in so many different places. So it doesn't surprise me that you feel a little bit unsettled um, because also like who wants their heart in pieces in a bunch of different places? You know what I mean? But that's just kind of the way it is like nowadays, I think for a lot of people. Um, But I also think that like especially on the East Coast, you get that feeling like it's time for spring. You know what I mean? And you get this, like, I remember just being really impatient for, like, there to be a change of season. And then it feels like, you know, like you're going to get all these new possibilities or whatever. And then I would always have this, like, weird feeling of ennui when changes didn't happen when spring came and my life wasn't different. You know what I mean? So I I can identify with what you're saying. I guess, I don't know. It's hard. Sometimes I ask myself, like, when was the last time I truly felt contented? And um, it always has more to do with people than it does with places. So that's confusing because then you're like, okay, so what place do I set myself down in, you know? But, um, buddy, I wish there was something I could tell you, like that there was, you know, some magic way of thinking about things that would make you feel better. But I don't know. Places are weird, though. Like places hold a lot of shit for people. And that was like, I know we talked a little bit about it, but speaking of our Boston show that we're going to be listening to today, guys. Yeah. I had a really, Boston was really weirdly hard for me to be there. And it brought up like a lot of weird, difficult memories from the time in my life when I was there, starting to work on my book, filming I Feel Pretty, yeah, living in that weird apartment. <laughs> and, I, and I was going through, Mark and I were like really had started going through some like marital issues around then and 
And it was like interesting. My therapist and I like really had to break it down after I got back from Boston about what was so like activating for me. And then really just like going back and looking at who I was then and like who I am now and what the difference is in terms of how I'm handling my shit and like moving forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was good. Like it was weirdly good for me, but also at the time, like when we were doing the show, when we were, when I was in Boston, I was like, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard for me. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah. I mean, I talked about it. I won't, I won't go over like what I talked about in the actual show, but I was very worried that it would be super hard for me. Um, going home for the first time since my mom died. Um, but, you know, there were a lot of positive upsides to it. Uh, and, yeah, and also just that idea that, like, people are not places. And for me, like, a place is a different place, like, the second that I leave it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like, it's just, like, I don't... But here's what I will say. I don't think I've ever felt settled. I don't know that I've ever felt like anywhere was home. Like if I if I really really was being honest, I don't think I've ever felt like a place has been home. I think I think of people as home more than I think of places. Yeah. I think of places. I know. Yeah, that's, it's hard, you know, because people you can kind of bring with you even when they're not with you, you know, but places are harder. Places are harder to, to carry with you in that way. Um, well, I don't want to like take up too much time because we've got this whole show ahead of us. (laughs) Yes. Lou and I kind of debriefed on the show. Um, here's what, and like, I think we've kind of alluded to it and like jokingly, but it was like, it had, the show had an energy. It's a chaotic energy in Boston, guys. I'm just going to say the live show in Boston was a chaotic energy. Part of it was what we were bringing. Part of it was what you guys brought, Boston. (laughs) And part of it was what alcohol brought. And part of it it was was the consistent serving and the (laughs) double-sized drinks that were being floated. I think a lot of things, and maybe it was like people's first time out in a while, uh, but yeah, Lou was like, he was like, from the audience, it was like such a great time, but then he was like, but then on stage, the energy was, he was like, I didn't realize that you guys were like managing this energy. (laughs) He was like, which is, and like, this guy's like a rock star, you know, like he. That's actually really, I actually really appreciate hearing that from Lou, because I I was like, (laughs) yeah. He's traveled the world and played in front of some really, really hardcore fans and, um, and, and, uh, you know, just everywhere. And he was like, I really appreciated that you were like managing that because it was like an energy. It was like a very interactive and, um, emphatic energy. Uh, and he was like, and I had no idea from the audience where I was sitting until I got up on stage to play. And then I was like, oh, wow, it's like two different things are happening here. So it was a lot. It was a lot. It's interesting. We did every our best. Show had, every show, we did our best. We really did our best. Every show <laughs> had its own personality. I it would really say. did. It yeah, really it, did. 
that was really that was interesting and in a, a fun thing to sort of learn. Fucking wild, and, yeah, yeah, kind of wild. And did um, you see that Amy uh, Poehler and Tina are going to do a live tour? I did see that. I texted Tina just to be like, "That's so exciting!" And uh, I don't know. I probably said some other stupid shit. Um. Well, guys, please enjoy the chaotic energy of the Boston show. Again, shout out to uh, the Wilbur Theater. Um, all of our incredible, effusive fans in Boston, um, Eugene Merman, uh, Lou Barlow, and Will Daly uh, for being the guests with the best, I don't know, the mostest, <laughs> the, we were the hosts with the mostest. Anyway. And also, sh- wait, sh- shout out to the Omni Seaport Hotel for putting us up. Um, we I- talked about, we've talked about the Omni, I feel like. Have we talked about the Omni yet? It was I don't like think amazing. We ta- like Will hooked us up with the Omni Seaport Hotel, which was super nice of him. But the, here's what I want to say, Busy. I'm sure I told you this, but I was like, I at first I didn't unpack my stuff because I was sure they were gonna come get me in an hour and be like, "Ma'am, there's been a mistake. This room is not for you." This room. It was is, so nice. The it was were so, so nice. nice. And then I was like. There's no way that Busy's room can be as nice as this room. This is like some fluke or whatever. And then we had identical rooms. We had identical rooms. Which was, yeah. And so. Guys, it was a beautiful hotel with a lovely bathtub. And you know me. Yeah. I was excited about that bathtub. (laughs) So anyway, thank you to them for their hospitality and and hooking us up. And Will Daly uh, for facilitating will daily for facilitating and yeah it was just and it was so good to um to be with our friends just soaking up that that boston that boston vibe yeah guys enjoy enjoy the energy (laughs) that's about to come at you element 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 how important was it to have our element while we were on the road. Oh Whoa. my gosh. I mean, just traveling on a plane feels like it just takes all the hydration out of my body pretty instantly. So listen, you need to replenish those electrolytes after a couple glasses of wine, or in the case of the Boston show, <laughs> a couple <laughs> bottles of wine for everybody in attendance. I was really needing that element the next day. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I was putting it into my water. And for those of you that don't know, Element is a very tasty electrolyte drink mix that has everything you need, nothing you don't, lots of salt, no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams magnesium. There's no junk. There's no BS. There's no sugar. There's no coloring, artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, none of that. It's formulated to help anyone who needs a little electrolyte boost. Which is everyone, probably. Everyone, everyone. Electrolytes do so much for you. Electrolytes will change your mood sometimes. Yeah. Well, they facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. 
all very important. It can help prevent headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency, which maybe you didn't even know. Maybe you didn't know that. Well, Element is used by everyone from the NBA and the NFL and NHL players and athletes who are Olympians and Navy SEALs and then just like me and Casey. <laughs> Um, on tour. Just us on tour. <laughs> and us not on tour. Anyway, guys, right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. That's eight single-serving packets free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors, or you can share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinklmnt.com slash best. This deal, only available through our link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash best. Also, Element offers a no questions asked refund. So you try it totally risk free. If you don't like it, just share it with a friend and then they'll give you your money back. There's no questions asked. You literally have nothing to lose. Higher, higher vitamins. I don't know. Is that good? <laughs> I thought it was good. It had like a very 60s vibe. Yeah. It's a yeah, very. Yeah. Well, you know that we've talked to you before about how much we love Haya vitamins because typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They have so much sugar in them, unhealthy chemicals, other gummy junk that gets stuck in your kid's teeth. And then and you're going to hear about me, it. Yeah. If you're me, from you the hear dentist. about it from the dentist. And then right. you're like, my five-year-old has 10 cavities. How is this possible? <laughs> oh, just the gummy vitamins. Full well, of that's sugar. Why, that's why Haya was created. It's pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamins. And it fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diets, provides a full body nourishment for our kids, and it's a yummy taste. Honestly, very delicious. It's formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and min minerals, including vitamins D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity and energy and brain function and mood and concentration and teeth and bones and many, many more things. <laughs> it's also non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine or worry about. Okay, and it's designed for kids of all ages, which means that you and I can just take them as well. And exactly. it's sent straight to your door, so you have one less thing to worry about. And it's like the packaging is so good because it's like refillable bottle. My kids right. love decorating their bottle when we they first got them. They can decorate the bottle with the little stickers that come with it. Super fun. Um, anyway, we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You can receive 50% off your first order. What? To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash busy. This deal is not available on the regular website. So go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash busy and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Where are your friends? Where are your friends from high school? They're everywhere. You guys. Oh my God, my accent's gonna be so thick after two hours in here. 
Oh my God. Well, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Oh my God. Hi. Okay, so these are our looks. You guys, I'm seeing some fucking fabulous yeah. JLo going to Duncan. JLo, Duncan. I see just Duncan. But that's JLo likes to do that. Benefer runs yeah. on Duncan. Benefer runs on Duncan. Is that official merch? <laughs> you, you made, made it. it. Oh you my gosh. It. That's amazing. I have friends here from high school. I have friends here from college. Do I have family here? <gasps> She's my cousin's cousin. But I think of her, you as my that cousin. Hi, Megan. I love you. Thank I gotta you take for coming. This, I got to take my puffer off because you know I'm going to sweat. Yeah. You know I sweat. You guys, the only thing, we try not to be divas for this tour, and the only thing we ask for is not like pleather furniture because of um, butt sweat. Everywhere we've gone, pleather furniture. And I get it because it's wipeable, but I'm just warning you, in San Francisco, we left butt sweat. Hey, Casey. Just being honest. Casey, I brought my Uber scarf. <laughs> Tonight. So if you listen to the podcast, <laughs> do you listen to the podcast? Um, this is what I do in an Uber. It's a relief. It's a relief. This is especially in the summer. All right. I'm just high, highly recommend getting yourself an Uber butt scarf. It works. It works. It works, and then you're not embarrassed. And I mean, and also, by the way, butt sweat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Guys, let's. Let's end the shame around our butts sweating. Everybody's butt sweat. Everyone's, even if you could, you could be, you could be, you could be 90 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, hi, Boston. Thank you so much for coming. Oh my God, you guys, thank you so much for coming. I made notes because I told Casey I wanted the show to be so good because all these people that she knows from her past are here. And I wanted them to be impressed. That's so nice. So I made notes. I didn't make notes at all, but I did spend the entire afternoon in the hotel room watching, who knew that Jonathan Knight from New Kids on the Block had a home renovation show? I no longer have cable, but I spent the afternoon, and I was like, are they just showing this to me? Like, is this a Massachusetts only? Listen, thing? no, no, here's the deal. And I feel like... We gotta make a note. Kirsten, where's Kirsten? She's over there. My new assistant. We gotta make a note in the future. We really need a coffee table. A co oh. I have, I have because she likes shit. to lay on it. And I, have, <laughs> I do like to lay on a table. I like to lay on the floor. But also, like, I just have ADD and yeah. I have and you too much your... stuff all the time. And if I don't have the stuff, I can't talk. You right. know what I mean? Right. You guys feel me because you have you. ADD. You get it. You get it. Yeah. Um, and notes will save your life. These are all the tricks that I've learned in the last three and a half years. Am I gonna like cause a big crash? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, here, here. well, anyway, so wait, Joey Mack? It was, it was Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. Jonathan Knight, which um, friends from college. Well, you guys are friends all, from the college. all the new kids are from here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But friends from college, we went to college with Jonathan Knight's brother, right? Yeah, he wasn't on the show. He wasn't, the whole family was on the show, but not the, not the one that we went to college with. I don't, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying there's like a problem. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he did a good job. He did a nice job on renovating the houses and he cried in every episode. So I thought that you would like He it, cried? He cried. Yeah, he got emotional I love in, him. in every episode. 
I love him. I love people that cry. I got a little weird being here. Wait, first of all, Casey, I have a present for you. I have a present for you. No fucking way. Do you really? Here? Yeah. Out on stage? Yeah, it's in my pocket. Remember how... <laughs> Remember how recently you said that um, you shared that meme about how you don't trust Big Spoons? I don't trust Big Spoon. And like how... Big Spoon. And by the way, guys, just I hear a smattering. Everyone who prefers a small spoon, let me hear you. Because the, as the meme or as the whatever said, uh, Big Spoons have bad vibes. Big spoons carry bad vibes. Everyone knows it's true. But also I just wanna, I wanna posit regular sized spoons are big spoons. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, here's my present for you. <gasps> oh my God, it's so fucking cute. Where did you steal it from? It's from my silverware drawer. Are you kidding? <laughs> How did you get a spoon this tiny? I don't know. It just was, I would think like the borrowers left it. This is like, this is like actually adorable. <laughs> this is like if cricket were a spoon. <laughs> this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Well, mine is not, mine's a little bit bigger. It's a banana purse. Oh, oh wait, sorry, I, you guys, I showed it the wrong way. It's a banana purse. Um, oh my and I've been saving God. it for you. Thank it's you. been in my closet. You. I know. I'm so happy. We brought each other presents. We didn't even plan that, guys. We didn't talk about it ahead of time. Is that is that content? It's to... content. <laughs> it's content. To give each other presents. I don't know. I mean, I can give you guys presents, too, because I brought presents for you, too. <gasps> okay, wait. Okay. So, here are my notes. Ready? So, um, Casey grew up here. <laughs> we went... I'm from Fitchburg, Massachusetts. We went on Kiss 108 today, and Billy... They were so sweet. Not wait, so much wait, Lisa. They were so sweet, but Billy really roasted Fitchburg. He was like... He was roasting it. He really I was, wasn't... He I mean, hard. I know nothing, so I was like, well, okay. <laughs> sure. He, he went hard on Fitchburg. He said, does anyone live there? And I said, temporarily, they do. <laughs> A lot of people live there for some time. But... Uh, I moved away. I assume most people move away. I don't know, but it's a nice town. It's a nice town. I don't know it. <laughs> I lived here for one summer uh, in 2017 when uh, Mark and Abby were filming the movie I Feel Pretty that I was in. With Amy Schumer. Do you guys Soul know cycle. her? She's um, Senator Chuck Schumer's niece. <laughs> Have you ever heard of her? Yeah. Yeah, she's good. She's good. I think she's going to be successful. Um, anyway, I lived... Um, so, we, li we had the weirdest fucking apartment in the financial district. Because that's where weird people live. Because... Because weird guys, people do financial we, Well, things. first of all... First of all, never... <laughs> never allow a man to choose where you're going to live. No. <laughs> that was your first mistake. Yeah, but I was, like, back in L.A., and Mark and his writing partner, and by the way, his writing partner lived in, like, what is that fucking cute street, cute-ass street, it's all the shops, and then it's, like, all the fancy fucking, all the... Yeah. Newberry, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where they lived with their children, and I'm over in the fucking financial district above a Panera Bread. <laughs> and... 
it was like, it was so weird. And I have these two kids and they, Cricket was a baby. Yeah. She was, she was a toddler. And I mean, I guess the good news was there was nothing good about it. It was literally <laughs> such a fucking nightmare. But I did go to the Palm a lot because I could like walk down to the Palm. You guys know what I'm talking yeah. about because you're from here. Um, and you guys, they painted my face on the wall. For, <gasps> yeah. And I remembered it yesterday. Yes. When we drove. No, that was today. this morning. That was, was this today. morning. Yeah. That was this morning. I'm jet lagged. You're fine. I'm, I'm not great. <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm not. I'm doing. I'm doing my. I'm doing my best. <laughs> I'm doing my fucking best. But um, this morning when we were going out to kiss. We drove past yes. it, and I was like, oh, my God. I wonder if my fucking face is still at the Palm. And I was like, probably not. They probably painted over it. We, we thought about going briefly, but it I was know. Like one of those things where you're afraid to know the truth. I don't want to know the truth. You, know? you guys, in my head, that you're, horrifying you're painting there. of me still exists. It's there. I look terrifying. <laughs> it's also like there's like, I'm right near Andy Cohen going to P-Town. Yeah, sure, sure. So it's like him and then they are, there's like Michelle which they added after me but I think it was like only so they could justify putting me up there they sure. put her yeah yeah I'm gonna just assume that it's gone it did not look like me but anyway anyone the palm have you been there am I still on the wall Gigi <laughs> salad <laughs> which one Gigi salad is that that's the palm yeah right? the palm yeah, is yeah. the best I love a crab leg <laughs> okay back to my notes back to notes oh also here is where across the street, no, the Moxie, right here. We were filming, and that's when I had my ovary torsion. Does anyone remember this? No. You know what an or okay. Casey. How did we? Oh my God, we weren't. That's fucking wild. We weren't friends. Well, we I'm, knew each other. We knew each other, yeah. No, but like we were just internet friends. We weren't like yeah. real friends and we weren't doing... You're saying all my internet friends aren't my real friends? <laughs> all of the ones in this room are your real friends. <laughs> but we no, didn't but know each it, other so it's well. it's just yeah. fucking weird yeah. to think about a time that, that predates you. Yeah. But like we went to Mamala's Delicatessen in Cambridge today. Wait, because is Mamala's other... Are our friends from Mamala's here? Oh, yeah. Did you guys come? <gasps> Yay! Yay! Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> um, and it was so sweet because, like, when we walked in and, like, the, the guy who I assume is, like, what runs it or owns it, I don't fucking know. But he was like, oh, my God. It's, hi, you're back. Like, from the good old days. And I was like, oh, my God, that's right. Because it was 2017, which is literally, like, it feels like yesterday. Yeah. 2017? The summer of 2017? Right. And it was so fucking long ago, but our brains are all broken. Yeah. I mean, it was six years ago. Yeah, you guys, I can do math, but it's because the pandemic yeah. has broken all of our brains. Yeah. What is time? Um, a construct. Like yeah. Gender. But even the guy at Mamala's was like, he sort of went into a speech like so much has changed, so much is different. And uh, so we're really glad to be back we're in so, town. Well, no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. And like, all of the buildings. There's so many. It's like a whole new city it's a here. New city, guys. You you guys built a bunch of buildings. You guys, what did you do? How'd you build all these buildings so fast? Anyway, I fucking love it here. I love it here too. And I feel like the energy here is so good. Real talk, you guys. Just a few days ago. 
We love you, too. We really love you, too. That's so sweet. Hi. I can see all of you. We did a show in San Francisco um, just a few terrible. days ago. They were terrible. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, you guys. They were so wonderful. It was so wonderful. We couldn't see the audience. As, as well as we can see you here. Oh, thank you, thank you. But the energy there was like, it was so intense that real talk um, during the meet and greet, I guess I got my period, which I thought, <laughs> I thought was over. Like I thought, but it was like the energy, like the, the girlfriend energy that yeah. happened. Yeah. So like, and then like by the time we got out of there, all the stores in San Francisco were closed. Sure. And so I had to do that classic woman thing where I had a like MacGyver sanitary item right. from my hotel room. I made Wait, why didn't you just call down to the front desk? Because it was also like there was no one at the front desk and I just like wanted to go to my room and like go to sleep because we were exhausted. Yeah. And like I was exhausted by that energy that yeah. made that thing happen, yeah. that miracle. It was a miracle. It is a miracle. And um so yeah, I was so ovulating. I, just used, I used some tissue, mm -hmm. some cotton rounds, and I think I got like the shower cap involved. <laughs> Um, and it was fine. It worked great, but I am wearing white tonight. So if you can pull back, pull back the energy a I little bit. I would say 30%. Just, yeah, yeah. 25. Yeah. Just so I can make it back I to the hotel. I wish I had brought Birdie because when I left New York, that person was PMSing so fucking hard. Yeah, you had that to get I out need, of there. I need them to start bleeding. Like, I need it. You had to get out of there. I had to get there. the fuck out. This is, like, this is like the journey of... How many people have teenagers? How many have menstruating teenagers? Great. Okay, so you're with me. Um, but how about this? How about we are two fucking alpha uteruses whose um, cycles are complete opposites? Just fighting it out. So this bitch is like, oh, really? I'm going to bleed on a full moon. I'm going to PMS on a full moon and bleed. And I'm like ovulating on a full moon. And then on the new moon is when I'm bleeding. Guys, who's, who's on a moon cycle? <laughs> who's on a moon cycle? Moon cycle, moon cycle. Okay, you know what? You get a prize. Prizes. You get a prize. Moon cycle. That's a mug from Busy Tonight. White shirt. You get a fucking mug. Moon cycle. Moon cycle it up. Guys, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Moon cycle. <laughs> She's like, I'm on fucking moon cycle. You better give me a goddamn Jolly Rancher or something. <laughs> They're fucking busy tonight t-shirt. Moon cycle. Nice. Okay, I know everyone's going to just say, guys, get on the moon cycle is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. There you go. You're going to get. There are more prizes. There are more prizes. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the prizes, guys. Yeah. Oh, honey. The prizes are done for the second. But I love they you. They can return at any time. But so they can just, return. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you, just, you never, I'm going to give away everything on this fucking stage before the night is done. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I don't even know if they're advertising this week on the podcast, but this is the bag we're obsessed with. This is the base, the base bag, the weekender. <laughs> and, She's modeling it. And guys, I drove here from New York because I live in New York now. Never thought that was going to fucking happen in a million years, but here we are. And um, I, got, I got in at last night at like 12.30. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this bag? Why is it so heavy? And then um, these are, there are prizes in here right now that this was not in there last night. And then all of a sudden I was like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Why is my Theragun in this bag? And Wild then, time in the hotel. Honey. 
you know punch what? yourself to death. <laughs> Has anyone have to, ever had to go to the hospital for theragunning themselves? Probably. Too wildly. Yeah, in a beautiful, probably. In a beautiful hotel. I don't know. All right. <laughs> now I'm really, th- I'm like really imagining it now. And it's. <laughs> Horrifying. But anyway, I pulled out that and then I and then I um and then I pulled out like my beats. I had there was a beats pill in here. There was just like a bunch of shit that clearly someone in my house had shoved in the bottom of the bag. Anyway, that's why it was so heavy. But it is a great bag. <laughs> that's my point. Clearly. Um okay, so where are my notes? Oh no. They're in your jack. <gasps> They're in your You guys ADD. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, We're really excited tonight. We have like a very musical show tonight because... Because we we, love music. Because we love music. And we love our friends who play music. Yeah. We love song. The power of song. (laughs) Bringing people together with song. Um, You sound like the Grammys the other night. There was a lot. Before... Should we, should we ask Eugene about it or should we just talk about the, should we just talk about it? The elephant in the room. You know we are always rooting for our friends. We're fucking rooting for them, our guys. Our countrymen, Ben Affleck and but Jennifer listen, Lopez. As someone who has sat next to him while he was miserable at an award show, I can tell you, it's a fucking vibe. I just felt like it's not his world. I, you know what I mean? He I was, did too. He was I in a tuxedo. Like, can He's, I be honest with you? No man looks cool dancing unless no. you're Bruno Mars. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and they're required. They're, see, you got me. Like, yeah. and they're like required. They're on camera and they're required to dance. And he knows, like, he looks like a fucking idiot dancing. Yeah. He does. There's no way around it. His He's, borrowed shoes were probably pinchy. <sighs> He was Miz. He, he was, was Miz. He was miserable. He was yeah. Miz. And yeah. you know what? It's okay to be Miz sometimes when you have to accompany your spouse to an event that you don't want to go to. Yeah. It's okay. Unfortunately, there are lots of cameras and stuff. Yeah. And so... Usually when your husband's being a little bit of a dick, there aren't like 11 cameras Listen, following. Listen, one time, a million and four years ago, gather around, I took four-and-a-half-year-old Birdie, four-year-old Birdie, to the Larchmont Street. This is not Larchmont, New York. This is like Larchmont Street where like people in LA are assholes and wear hats and go to the farmer's market. Sure, sure. And like get coffee. Um, That's really expensive and not Dunkin'. I love how I'm really, I brought this out for a prop and now I'm really drinking it and I definitely have tachycardia as a result of like... Honey, I've been going back and forth between Rosé and my Duncan all night. It's like a speedball. And ball. I feel fucking we got, great. We call it the Boston speedball. I am like flying. <laughs> anyway. She does love Duncan. Everybody loves Duncan. Anyway, take Birdie to this, to this like Halloween fair thing, whatever. I don't fucking know. And the kid has like a temper tantrum, the likes of which... Listen... Here's what I know. I can meet a person, and within five minutes, I know if they, like, have a really difficult child or if they're like, kids are hard, right? (laughs) And, like, because there are two types of it. And, by the way, if you're like a, kids are hard, right? I love it for you. I fucking wish to God that everyone was just like, kids are hard, right? (laughs) I, if for one fucking minute in my goddamn life, 
I could just be like to another parent, like kids are hard, right? <laughs> I don't have those. I don't have the, that kid. Like I wasn't that kid. My sister wasn't that kid. I don't have that fucking kid. I've got a kid that will like bring you to your knees and have you beg for mercy. And then you're like, what am I doing on the ground? And you're four. Anyway, and so we're walking to the car. Birdie throws like a tantrum, the likes of which most people have never seen. And I, and it's like, and I'm pregnant. So I'm, I'm like, go to the car. This child is like literally going fucking crazy. And I look up and there's a paparazzi guy in his car behind my Lexus SUV mom car. And he's taking pictures. And I'm like, because I had, you know, I had kind of, I was losing it. I was like losing my fucking shit. And I was like, get in the fucking car. Get what the fuck is car. And I look up and I see the guy and he's like taking my picture as I'm, screaming at my small child, um, who's been unbelievably difficult and whatever, but like is also a small child. And, uh, and Bertie got in the car and I closed the door and I was like, tears streaming down my face, a few months pregnant, but I, honestly, I was maybe like three weeks pregnant and I was showing, you know what I mean? That's how you do. We've discussed. Yeah. Um, If you ever question whether or not I'm pregnant, I am. Um, <laughs> um, and I just like walked up to the car and I was like, hi, hi. And he's like pretending like he doesn't see me. And I'm like, mm, hi, hi. And he rolls in and I was like, hey, so um, I don't know if you have kids. <laughs> really don't know your life. Mine seems great, and it is, and it is, and this is, can you delete all of those photos, please? <laughs> do you mind? Because also what I'll do is I'll walk back to that car, and I will turn around as I get in, and I will smile so fucking big for you. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, okay, I got you. <laughs> and I walked back to the car, and I like literally was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I got in, and then I sobbed for about 15 fucking minutes. And the end. Wow. A paparazzi with a heart, everyone. Honey! The one. Honey, I don't think that's fair to the paparazzis. They're just getting theirs. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure, sure. If that was our business, we'd be getting ours. It's we true. are. One time when I was with you at Petty Cash, a paparazzi gave me his card. And I was know. like, if you ever want to call me when you're having lunch with your friend. Feels And rude. I was like... Wow, sir. Maybe Feels I will. Real. We'll see how this goes. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I want to say. And I just like, I just want to bring this up. And then we're going to bring Eugene Merman out, who's amazing. And we adore. Love. Guys, I don't think that the big story was the J-Lo thing. The J-Lo Ben thing. I think the big story was the post that Madonna made after. Yeah. And I fucking love it. And I love her. Yeah. Like, I was also, like, I had to, like, check my fucking self for how much I've judged her for her face and, like, what she's fucking on and la, la, la. And I'm like, you know what, bitch? Sit the fuck down. Yeah. You don't have any right to judge a woman for what she wants to fucking do or how she wants to age or how she wants to, like, look or right. whatever. Right. And, like, that's... And she's, like, owning it. And I am just... I just want to read this to us all to remind us... A dramatic reading. Because this is a dramatic reading... Of Madonna Louise Ciccone's. Of Madonna Louise 
Ciccone's Instagram post. <laughs> Instagram post that accompanied the reel of her having the time of her fucking life at the Grammys. Um, I mean, also, I didn't love that she was like, they just posted the worst photos they could find of me. Like, fuck, okay, fine. Don't but apologize, just, like, Madonna. Yeah. Like, you're making a great point. Cut that. I would just, I wish yeah. I could have edited. You know what I mean? I would it's have edited. True. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and I need reading glasses now. Oh, dear. Um, wait, I have them. Is that why people get all the fillers? Because they don't, because they need reading glasses. I've wondered that. I've they wondered. get the fillers instead of reading yeah, glasses? Like, what are you talking like about? Me, like, if my vision gets a little worse, I might go to a plastic surgeon and get Pistols. shit done to my face that I'm like, that looks fucking great. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's the problem. Maybe there's a, a vision disconnect once you get to a certain age. No. That's what I worry about for myself. No, I'm no, not no, no, saying no. that's no. what happened no, no, to no. Madonna. I'm going to tell you what happens. I'm going to tell okay. you what happens because I've seen it happen IRL. What happens is you lose the plot yeah. of your face. And once you lose the plot of your face, you can, you're chasing the dragon. You can never can't get it back. back. Nick Kroll said to me once, like a kind of misogynistic thing, but like also very true. And he you know, comes from a lot of money, so he knows. Um, you got one shot. Yeah. You have one shot at doing something. And if you fuck it up, you're done. And like the yeah. truth is, doing a little bit, a lot over time, you lose the plot of your face. If you wait and you just do the lower third at 55, we're good. I got five years. Everyone. Honey, I'm paying for it. <gasps> Thank you. I'll pay for it. Okay. All right. Read wait, this look, Madonna thing. So wait. So I went to like the cute reading glasses store in the West Village, Caddis. You guys seen? The, you guys probably have one here in that like cute place that I should have been living when I lived here. Instead, I was over in the fucking financial district. Although there was a Duncan like less than a block away. There's a Duncan every block. Okay. <laughs> I made the poor choice of like I thought because they're so cute, like fashion glasses, like that I was like, oh, I'll take the like bifocals, and so the upper is like no prescription. That's crazy. The, You're gonna throw up. It literally. I feel like I'm on. I'm like. I'm on the ocean at all times. So I have to return them. I, that's why I haven't been using them. But for these, for our intents and purposes right now, as I'm going to do this, as we've mentioned 10 minutes ago, dramatic reading. Poor of, Eugene. Oh God. <laughs> Honey, we asked him if he had anywhere to be. I'm not, I'm not kidding. We were like, do you have anywhere to be? Because if you do, we'll get you in and out. And if not, fucking strap in. <laughs> okay. I love this. I have never apologized for any of the creative choices I have made, nor the way that I look or dress, and I'm not going to start. I have been degraded by the media since the beginning of my career, but I understand that this is all a test, and I'm happy to do the trailblazing so that all of the women behind me can have an easier time in the years to come. In the words of Beyonce, you won't break my soul. Not bad. Guys, bitch, she's Madonna. Bitch, she's Madonna. Did her tickets go on sale yet? <laughs> What's happening? It's too many. It's too much. It's I can't. Too much. Too many shows. Too many shows. Okay. Let's bring Eugene out. Hungry Root. Listen, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Tell me. 
<laughs> I have a hard time here in New York City shopping yeah. for groceries. I know. And you're not a fan of the produce that is available close by your living quarters. No, but you know what? You what? know what? What? Hungry Root has recently come into my life and they filled my refrigerator with healthy food and simple recipes and it has it has made my life honestly so much easier. Yeah. Um it's literally the easiest way to get fresh high quality food delivered to your door. It's healthy groceries, simple recipes all in one place. I took like a little short quiz. You know, I love a quiz. Hungry yes. Root gets to know you, your goals, how you like to eat, what your kids like, what flavors do you like, what kitchen appliances do you use. Right. And then they start building your cart. They recommend groceries based on your tastes. And you can take their suggestions or you can choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meats and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks and sweets, so many more things. It makes it so much easier than like, literally the tear-inducing situation that I've been going through. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I believe it. My family really likes it. We've tried a lot of meal kit companies, and some of them are very good. They taste good, but they are very labor-intensive. And I am left with the feeling like, why am I paying a premium for something that I could probably put together myself? myself? Right, right. And it's about the same amount of work. Hungry Root is tasty recipes. My Guys choose them based on like the amount of prep time and cooking time. And they're like, oh, I can make dinner in 10 or 15 minutes. And that makes a huge difference. Um, I think anytime you can have somebody be like, oh, look, you have these things. We know you have these things because those are the things that you ordered. You can make this thing with those right. things. Right. I'm like, thank you and good night. <laughs> like, thank you. And that's all I need. I just need the idea. I need the word, you know? Yeah. And Hungry Root provides not just the word, the idea, but also the really fresh, delicious produce. And here's what I want to say about the deal that they're offering. Yeah. Busy Phillips is doing her best listeners. So it's 30% off your first delivery, which is great. But also free veggies for life? Excuse me? <laughs> Just go to That's HungryRoot.com slash busy and you get 30% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. <laughs> I, I mean, what? That's mind-blowing. How, that, how does that even make sense? That's music to your ears. It's music to my ears. I want all the veggies. HungryRoot.com slash busy. Don't forget to use our special link so that they know that we sent you and we get credit. <laughs> Hungryroot.com. You get your veggies. Slash busy, and you get your veggies and 30% off. You're going to love it. You guys are going to love it. I'm telling you. We, yeah, we love I it. I love it. You're going to love it. Thank you, Hungry Root. Oh, little Gina. Gina, Gina got floofed today. She looks so pretty. She looks beautiful. She loves eating her Sunday's dog food. Oh my gosh, my girls did Your not girls. get floofed, but they love that Sunday's. They love food. that Sunday's. Well, because I don't know, they like think it's like a treat. I don't get it. 
I mean, my dog does too. She literally they, would like eat it like a treat. When they see the box that Sundays comes in, which is super cute, it like looks like a human cereal box to me, but it's like for dogs. Uh, my dogs start to go through all the tricks they know. They're like, oh, you want us to stand up? Do you want us to shake our paws? Do you want us to roll over? Do you want us to turn around? Because they just want that food so much. And I'm like, Girls, relax. I'm giving it to you no matter what. It's an air-dried dog food um, that's made from a very short list of human-grade ingredients. And you know, my little spoiled baby, Gina <laughs> Lanetti. I'm looking at her little floofy butt right now. Um, she needs human-grade ingredients, guys. That's what she needs. That's what she needs. And aside from USDA beef and all-natural chicken, there's digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, which she needs because she's got that doodle tummy. Yeah. Plus disease-fighting antioxidants. And listen, she loves it. It's amazing. It's yeah. shelf-stable. You don't, like, keep it in the fridge or anything because it's air-dried. Um, right. And it's zero prep, no mess, no stress. Every order ships right to your door. Love that. Yeah. I mean, especially now that I... Live in New York, guys. Anything that can come to my door, I'm like, bring it to my door. Right to my door. Right to my door. Yes. And Sundays cost 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen heavy packages. Instead, they spend it on what matters, which is sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your puppy. So we worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash busy or use code busy at the checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash busy. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. Guys, here is a guy who is local. We love him so much. He's an old friend of mine. And whenever I asked him if he could come here and be with us tonight, and he was like, yeah, I was coming anyway, my heart grew three sizes. And yeah. not just because of, like, cardiac issues. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm very excited. Please welcome our friend Eugene Merman. Yeah, Eugene Merman! Hello. Where do you want to sit? Do you want to sit on my butt? He can sweat yeah. on the butt scarf. Not a hey, problem. Eugene, I got yeah. a question for you. Sure. Is butt sweat a thing that men ever consider? Like, yeah. do you consider when you sit on a pleather chair or like in an Uber seat in the summer and then you get up, are you like, oh God, I left a mark? Or do you like not care? I mean, I would, I would care if I left a mark. Oh, you've never Have left, you ever a left a mark? mark? In, in I don't know. Mark? I feel like you've described... Are you described... trying to say your butt doesn't sweat? I'm saying that you've described two air-conditioned places. Oh. So that's all. Oh, my, my butt, God. I'm Maybe sure they turned the air conditioning Wait. off on us. Oh, my us. God, you guys, I just did it to the side with my armpit. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's air-conditioned in here, and I'm... It's hot, though, the lights. Okay. Look, it's I hot, would it's definitely... Hot, it's, hot. it's hot. You, I guys, was, you yes, guys were all perimenopausal. I recently told Busy that when I go in for a meeting and they offer snacks, I always take the snack so that when I get up, if there's a butt sweat print, I can use the napkin from my snack to be like, oh, I got crumbs on this chair. And then I wipe it off and run away and I don't get always, the job. I always insist that if I'm going to a meeting, there is a chair with cloth. Uh, so that's part of it is I have a cloth. 
a cloth rider. Rider. Yeah. For just general meetings. That's how famous Eugene is. Yeah. It's a cloth clause. No, it's 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 uh, yeah. Eugene, you may know from Bob's Burgers. Hello. I know him from years ago. We were both hired as writers on a show none of you ever saw, I don't think. Yeah, um, uh, I'll on... be honest, I don't know its name. <laughs> it was called White Noise, and it was on a network called Trio that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Probably bought by Ford Motor Cars, not even another <laughs> network. It's probably some streamer now that's about to fold. Yeah. Um, but the two things that I mostly remember from it, I was just telling Eugene backstage that I might tell this story on stage, is that, well, I remember more things. I remember that you ate fish soup a lot, which uh, was very entertaining to me. Like and a like, bouillabaisse? Yeah. No. Just, no like, probably, what are you doing? Like I don't know. Whatever chowder? was Whatever was near there. Yeah. Where? Where are we? We're in Soho. Soho? What are you Soho? even talking about? There's no fish soup in Soho. What are I don't you talking know. about? I There's fish didn't have soup it, around. Like... Eugene can find it. Yeah. And That's fair. Is, That's yeah. fair. Well, is it a bouillabaisse? No, or, probably It's like a not. chowder. It's and I thought it was like, like a... so adult that you ate like fish soup for lunch. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember one time you were How, like... How, where, when? When was this? I was probably... It was I can pro tell you exactly oh. when it I was. Need time. It I was need in timeline. the fall of the year that Kill Bill came out because you were like, one day you turned to me and you were like, do you want to get out of here and go shop for a Kill Bill costume? And I was like, yes, but also we're the only two people that work here, so they're 100% going to notice that we left work. It's but true. we did. We went and shopped yeah. for a Kill Bill costume. Yeah, that for which character? All of them. You, you wanted to be the Uma Thurman character. You were like getting a in yellow, yellow, yellow tracksuit and a sword. Seems possible. But yeah. for what? For Halloween? Or for Halloween, like for fun? yeah. It so might have been like... for Thanksgiving. <laughs> It was so good. But I was telling Eugene backstage that he, I think, possibly saved my career because we worked on the show and it was like supposed to be like a pop culture wrap-up of the year. And um, we started working on it before the hosts were even hired. Like, we didn't know who the hosts were going to be. So we'd already... It was like the talking head era of Yeah, shows. It was, but this was going to be more like a news anchor type of show. And so we'd already written the full script uh, by the time they hired the hosts, um, which are like, it's not important who the hosts were, but they were 80 Miles and um, Danielle Schneider yes. from Bitch Sesh. Uh, so anyway... When we got those hosts, we were like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to, like, give each of them? And we were like, you know what? Let's just split it up. Boy, girl, boy, girl. We'll give the guy a joke, the girl a joke, the guy a joke, the girl a joke. And so that just seemed like the easiest and most expedited way to do it. And then we had a call with all these network executives. Uh, and I've told this story many times, but I've never been this specific about it. We had a call with all these network executives where we were reading the script to them. And I think you were probably reading the guy lines and I was reading the girl lines. And um, no, actually, maybe I wasn't. Maybe another guy was reading the girl lines because I hate to do that. And um, at, we finished. And at some point, some executive got on the conference call and was like, Guys, we love everything that you've done with the guy host. The girl host sounds like a bitch. And she's very shrill. And Eugene, beautiful eyes. I just remember his beautiful eyes being like, don't, like, don't, whatever you're about to do. And he was like, like, I literally was coming up out of my chair and he was like, don't, like, I was like, he's one second from covering my mouth and being like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And so we were just like, okay, we'll work on it. 
like which we never can did. Can I just make no. wait? Can I can I just Yes. I I want to interject a little bit. Yeah, cuz I was just having this conversation with Kirsten, my new assistant who's amazing. <laughs> did you guys meet her in the lobby? Did you buy merch? She's the best. Guys, not since Ray Padilla have we been so infatuated <laughs> with a person who's helping me make my life easier. Um, she is great, but she's, she's 30. And we were talking about like the disconnect between growing up in the industry that we grew up in yeah. and like what she's experienced and what is acceptable or not acceptable or whatever. And like, as you describe it, what Eugene did is like very menschy and like a great thing to do. Yeah. And then also, it's fucking insane that we all in that moment in history yes. were like, oh yeah, just it's not even worth it to mention that this executive at this in network is being like horribly misogynistic right. and well, this is I, here's fucking what, ridiculous. Here's what I do want to point out. I think that as he knew me at that point, he knew that I wasn't about to say something constructive. Like, hey, that's kind of misogynist, Bill. But by the way, oh. my question is, do you need to say anything constructive in that moment? I think at that point, I think at that point... In history, yes. This, in, this, this in, also, to be clear, is my first and only writing job. <laughs> she was the head writer. I would write things that were like two-thirds done and be like, is this right? And everyone would be like, it's got jokes. <laughs> And then I'd be like, I haven't watched the news. Is this even what's happening in you our world? You were very anti-pop culture at the time. But Wait, I just how the fuck did you get the job? Because there was some was person who was like, he's funny. You are really funny. Probably that guy. Probably that fucking guy. I don't know. No, no I, don't I don't know. So. No, don't the person so. who, like me, would never be a monster. <laughs> uh, I I have no idea. I just remember but, at the time, it, like, I think that you knew that, like, at best, what I was going to do is, like, pick up a mug and, like, smash the conference call <laughs> phone. And you were just like, it's not, just yeah. get the get the money. Kill him later. Yeah, we'll be done. Poison his pears. <laughs> we'll be done By in By the way, you guys, that weeks. guy runs Universal. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm he kidding. Doesn't, he doesn't. I don't think he's super successful. I don't run into him much Honey, anymore. they all so. fail up. We'll you see. We'll that. see. But anyway, I remember at the time being really grateful because I was like, if I had like had a sincere meltdown, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been great. And I was appreciative for you just being like, don't. It, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Uh, and it was fine. P.S. What we did to the script was nothing. No, I think we said we've done what you said, sir. Yeah, Good night. Yeah, we were just like change yeah, no words. Yeah, it looks it, you're gonna like it so much better now. Yeah, She's yeah. very pleasant. We added the word the before everything. <laughs> Sometimes it made no sense. And it, it was great, but that's my that's my main memory of you. Were, you're talking like you were so inexperienced, but I just remember thinking you were so cool and you were the, this great comedian and who so is, mature, ordering fish soup. Fish soup. Fish soup. That is, I'm like, I hear that and I'm like, that's for sure true. <laughs> yeah. You probably yeah. don't even remember the other thing. Like I I it just always stuck with me where you were just like it's not worth it. Like Yeah. Fuck that guy. And then later Andy Cohen had been an executive at that. I've also told this story before. Andy Cohen had he wasn't the executive in question, but he had been an executive at that network and then later I went to work with him at Watch What Happens Live and after a few weeks he was like he called me Taffy all the time for a joke like he <laughs> Like, he couldn't remember my name. And he was like, Taffy, I know it's only been a few weeks that we've been working together, but I really feel like we've known each other much longer. And I was like, yeah, we worked on a whole other show together. And he was like, I don't... And I don't think he had any memory of that show, so... Yeah. 
Whatever. Bless. Whatever. Bless. Yeah. And we met at Sketchfest. We did, yeah. Years Several ago. Years how ago. did what, yeah. how did I end up a guest on your podcast? Um, I think someone asked you and you were like, sure. That sounds sure. right. I That's mean, I don't know the usually. other. But That's how it I remember it being wonderful. Swedish I you American being, Hall. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I remember you being very gracious and very funny. Oh, that sounds like me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm kidding, guys. I don't know. I remember not a lot except that it was there at the Swedish American Hall and I liked you. Yeah. I think we remember about the same amount. That's about right. That's about it, guys. Yeah. A little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Behind the curtain. For all of and you. And then Casey was like, Eugene Merman lives in Massachusetts. And I was like, great, I love that guy. <laughs> Swedish American Hall, San Francisco, years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eugene, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank it's you so much. It's great to be here. Um, it's so nice to be here and be grown-ups. And, like, we really are grown-ups now. We really, yeah. If we ate fish soup, no one would think anything about it. People would be like, that's it. normal. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what grown-ups They probably do. own a car. <laughs> So appropriate this for is, their age. Yeah, exactly. Eugene, Eugene um, you were like, I was saying to Casey earlier this week, I really feel like you were ahead of the curve in terms of comedians having podcasts. Is that something it's you It's probably think? not true. I think it's true. I think, I it's think true. it might genuinely be untrue. Why? What, like Scott Ackerman? Are you calling her a liar? You know? he, he, yes. I mean, he <laughs> formed a podcasting company a decade well, before think, the existence of podcasts. Maybe you're thinking of Eugene just as like, you really are like a very motivated, like you're always involved with everything. You were really involved, I feel like, in the alternative comedy scene sure. in New York. Yes. Like, yeah, when, um, when we were young. And I think like you're involved with all of these festivals and everything. And I, I, so I just think everyone credits you with sort of being like, you're very motivated in a right. way that not a lot and of performers are. And my experience are. with you was a podcast. So yes. I just associate that. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I think by you know the time I, mean? I did it, people had them. And I did it because Audible was like, would you like to host a podcast? And I said, sure. <laughs> and it was, it was a good time. It's just that easy. Yeah. So if you own a podcasting company, let me know. I'll consider it. Do any of you own a podcasting company? Um, we, Someone's we, brother here probably does. I mean, but you know what else you were on the forefront of websites. Yes, that's accurate. My kids, when when I worked with you on that show, I would always like you know you go home and you talk about like your colleagues or whatever. And I remember talking about Eugene, and my kids would always ask like, "Can you find a picture of that person?" Or they were always like curious to get like a visual on the person. So I remember that we went on your website. I'm so sorry. Wait. I got to interject. What? Which I just found out this week, which I knew, but then I forgot, but then I remembered that the advent of Google image search was because of J-Lo wearing the Versace dress at the fucking Grammys. That is what created She's the mother of Google image search. She, if Chrissy Teigen is the mother of Twitter this week. Yep. I mean, she is. She's she's mother Twitter. And fucking J-Lo invented Google image search. Wow. With that fucking dress. Yeah. So, yeah, so my kids... And Eugene invented websites. He invented websites. My kids... That's accurate. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Those are all it's true. It's not like a super funny story, but my kids were like, can we look up this Eugene Merman? We want to get a visual on him. So we looked up your website, and you actually had a website, which was uncommon for the times. Yeah. And it was a little baby picture of you. Yeah. 
And you had animated it to, I think, be lip syncing to... It was singing. I had Black sung Dog? a lot of classic rock songs in a very high po- voice. And it was a, a picture of me from Russia from when yeah. I was four. And it was black and white. It looked like it was yes. from the 1800s. And it was me, like, singing, like... Hey, uh, mama, yeah. you move. Gonna make you sweat. Yeah. Gonna make you grow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that. And my kids were obsessed. That, for two years, that's all our dial-up connection was used for, was to go on eugenemerman.com and look at that little animated Russian baby picture of you singing that song. That was made here in Kendall Square before I moved to New York. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I worked at a web company in a vague job. Uh, (laughs) Not like a murderer. Have you ever had a non-vague job? No. (laughs) A little. I mean, yeah. I know, like, yeah, I You do knew what voice. you wanted to do. Oh, yeah, but at the time, I literally was, like, in the creative department, yeah. but I wasn't either a designer or a writer. So that's what I say. It's vague. I mean, here's a department that only has two positions, and I had a third. People just wanted you around. It was fun before the bubble broke, but then I'd moved to New York. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Well, Eugene, we often talk to our guests about big pivots that they've faced in their lives. And I know that you've had many, but um, we wondered if you'd be willing to share a story of like a a big pivot that you've had in your life. Yeah, it's a broad question. Um, We're a couple of That's why we like it. We're not great (laughs) at zeroing in. (laughs) We're just two broads asking broad questions. We leave it up to you. <laughs> right, right. Um, you direct this ship. Sure, sure. Um, well, I mean, w- one one big pivot for me was um, y- years ago, uh, per- the person I had married, uh, somebody I, I, w- I was dating was diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and uh, and lived with cancer for a long time, and we got married, and then, and then she died a few months before the pandemic. So Katie, that was Katie. Yeah. 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 Katie, uh, and but lived with it actually for for quite some time. You, she had already been diagnosed when you. We had been dating for about five years, and then she was diagnosed with cancer, but the kind that you can uh, cure often. Yeah. And then about a year and a half after she was in fact uh, on remission and, and doing great, she was re-diagnosed, but this time with stage four cancer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but then she had it and and lived with it for six years. But also, in that time, you know, there were a lot of we, you know, there were probably 15, 16 like different medications, some of which would work, some of which would work for months. Yeah. So we got to travel. Um, we had a child. Um, you know, it, we, we did a lot. We did a lot. Yeah. Eugene, I didn't know that Katie had passed away, and then on the way here, I was like, well, what? pivot is Eugene going to talk about? And then Casey told, and I was like, what? What? And I am so sorry. Thank you. And I know that it's been a minute of a couple years. years. You guys, you want to get that? Yeah. (laughs) Let me. (laughs) You guys, I'll get it. Just give me the phone. That's a real old-fashioned... It's like someone calling from 1986. (laughs) It's Brad Whitford of Aerosmith. Who knows what he left here? It's urgent. (laughs) Dad... Oh, I love you, Dad. It's fine. <laughs> we weren't talking about anything. It's no big deal. <laughs> so you and Katie have have a son, Oliver. Yeah. Who yeah how old is, is Oliver? Old is Oliver is six and a half. Hmm. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. 
I'm a big, big fan of Oliver's, by the way. He is like, you know, all kids are special, but some kids are... Wait, Lou and Adele's kid is six, too. Oh, yeah. 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 We can get them together to hang out. They could go to the same school somewhere in Worcester. Yeah. (laughs) They wanted to meet up. They They wanted to make it a little equidistant. Oh my or gosh. an orange. That's right. Wait, but yeah. by the way, is there anything better than finding out that people that you fucking like have kids the exact same age as yours? I'm that sorry. Is. That is like the greatest moment of all time. Where you're it's just a like, relief. Wait, I'm so sorry. Wait, how old is your kid? How old is your other kid? <laughs> oh, fuck yes! <laughs> like, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys yeah. hang? Have you, ha- have, you, have your kids hung? No, okay. but they, well, live, they will. We, yeah, they, we will. You yeah. will now. You Oliver will now. is six and a half. He's like, he, do you think that he's going to be a performer? I don't know. I'm not going to, I will neither encourage or discourage it. An entertainer? He's very entertaining. He's very fun. Yes, he is. But if he t- chooses to pursue engineering, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Such we'll a dad. See. You're yeah. such we'll a see. dad. Well, he just finished uh, piano lessons, and not because he's perfected it. <laughs> he just fin- he just completed piano lessons. He just was sort of like it's a wrap. He was like, it's not my thing, but also <laughs> now he kind of like plays sometimes. Oh, that's and nice. The, and I'm like, oh, you are doing great, but he so we'll, we'll look into he it. He doesn't want yeah. lessons. He just wants to. Right. He wants to. He wants to be an autodidact. That's what he says. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's he's a super entertaining kid. Um, can I going back to like your your loss, like being a comedian? How how much did that change like what you were doing? Like, did you have a like a crisis of faith in what you were trying to do? Or N- no, like meaning did, it didn't make me reconsider comedy. But it's true that my time was probably spent like. You know, I traveled less, but also with Bob's Burgers, um, I was recording. So no, I can live in a different city from yeah. where, mo- like, so, so we, you know, we moved uh, first to the Cape and then here yeah. um, to be near f- family and friends and stuff. Um, yeah. It didn't, I adore comedy. It didn't make me go like, I should be the world's worst surgeon. <laughs> Now that this has happened, let me offer my shaky hands to the greater Boston area and stand outside Dana-Farber and be like, I promise to study. <laughs> no, I, I it, like, the, you know, uh, everything, like having a child, like a lot of times actually, because I moved from New York to the Cape and people yeah. would be like, you know, is... Is it different, like, you know, not being in New York? And I was like, the truth is, the big difference is having a child, because then you can't just, like, leave your home and go wherever. Right. Because they'll perish. Um, <laughs> they you could know, last a little while. They would last a while, and I would leave food all over a table. <laughs> like, I get how a three-year-old could survive potentially for days if a you left while. enough troths. But it would be rude. Yeah. And so I think that, like, actually, the, like, different things change your life. So, like, what the freedom you have in your 20s or 30s, and then even, like, with Katie getting sick, she, you know, the first time she got sick, she, she was a set decorator, and she worked on, uh, uh, God, maybe the show was called Are We There Yet? It was in, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, it wasn't was Are yeah. We There Yet. It was, was like they were coming, going across country, right? No. no. It was, well, it was a, sh- I can't remember. It was a show that was shot in Stanford, and she would like literally go get like radiation and then drive yeah. to Stanford to work. Because yeah. the first time it was like, it 
was very manageable. Yeah. Um, and so, but then eventually when we moved, you know, then like, you know, you adjust your life to what's happening. Yeah. In it. Where did you live on the Cape? I don't remember. Uh, in Woods Hole. In, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, lo- I have one of my favorite sweatshirts is from Woods Hole, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's a great fucking sweatshirt. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, it's a great place. Yeah. It's a lot great. of science, a lot of lovely science. Oceanography. It's where all my squid friends live. <laughs> well, actually, Eugene, the sweatshirt is a squid that spells out Woods Hole. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's fucking like the great FedEx logo. It's a great fucking sweatshirt. That is amazing. I got it when I went to Ed Drosty's wedding on the secret island off the coast. Oh. Right, right. Because you know my friend Ed Drosty from Grizzly Bear... His family has a secret island yes. <laughs> off the coast of Massachusetts. Sure. Yeah. Right. You guys know that, right? Look into it. <laughs> that is wild. Oh, Cape Cod. We were, Busy and I were just I talking. I don't like it. Here's why. You don't like Cape Cod? No. Because. Ooh. Guys, guys, I know this. Sure. Sis, set me all that you want. Guys, give me a fucking Mexican beach and a margarita. I don't understand rocks as as beach and like fucking shacks. You know what I mean? I get crabs. Oh, I'm, you're going to turn on me. I, I feel it. But I still have prizes. It's very daring of you. Yeah, you might have to go to some prizes after this. Guys, there, are sand, there are beautiful sandy beaches. I've never yeah. been to college. Take me! Go to, tr- go to Truro. Go to go Truro, to, yeah. Provincetown. Okay. Race Point, right, Provincetown. Sure. Yeah. You tell me where to go. Yeah. We'll tell I'll you make where a note. to go. We'll Guys. take you. Okay. Go to Truro and Provincetown. Truro. Not churro, truro. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, are you yelling the word Maine? Maine has Maine. very nice beaches. They wait, are wait, wait, wait. so fucking rocky. <laughs> this is that is. You wait, guys. Also, am I thinking of Maine? Uh, maybe. That's what you're saying. You're saying I'm thinking of Maine is with the rock beaches. We'll see. Whatever, He's guys. Like, everyone here is drunk. All these people are drunk. Guys, you need some Jolly Ranchers. Here you go. Yeah. Jolly Ranchers for your table. We love Cape Cod. There's Jolly beautiful ranchers. beaches. Some people here appear to have taken ecstasy in college, and it has lasted for decades. It's lasted, yeah. Cape Cod is beautiful. I will soon have my mom's condo for sale. Is that too? That's, that's rough. That's a sad note. Oh. <laughs> Casey's mom passed away. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, Where is it? Hyannis. Oh. I mean, not to make it into a commercial from my mom's condo, but um, yeah. one of her neighbors already emailed saying oh, that good. she was interested in it. Is it a Kennedy? I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> is didn't, it Taylor Swift? I didn't ask, but I didn't ask, but we'll see. Well, time will tell. Time will tell. <sighs> well, Eugene. Mm. Yeah. How are things now? They're, they're actually, you know, like, uh, they're wonderful. I'm, I'm engaged. <gasps> yeah. Beautiful fiance is here. Yeah. I don't know if she wants us to call her out, but... But listen, <laughs> we love a happy ending. Yeah. But it's yeah. just our happy be- new beginning. A happy yes. new beginning. A yes. happy new beginning because it's not an ending at yeah. all. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. no, you're like, I know more than anyone yeah. in this he's, conversation. He's the expert. Yeah, this is actually yeah. my area of expertise is yeah. my life. Yeah. 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 Which I feel. I feel that deeply. Yeah. And you're... Except for my own. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing Bob's Burgers and... Yeah. You're doing... I recorded here, a few blocks from here. There's a, 
a studio that I record at. We all record together. You uh, do? Yeah, we're all on the on the line together. I mean, not physically, but right. but uh, virtually, we're all together. So we get to do all the scenes together. It's how it used to be before the pandemic. Yeah. And now, now it's back. Now it's back. That's, That's so really exciting. That's exciting. Everybody doesn't know, but like that technology has technically existed for a long time. Because here's why I know: when I worked at the Rosie O'Donnell show one year, they asked us to write a new theme song for the show, and so I happily contributed lyrics to that. And then a man who I had never met but I knew was a Broadway performer by the name of Billy Porter, got on the phone and uh, recorded his half of the theme song. And so I think like season two of the Rosie O'Donnell show, the theme is sung by Billy Porter, if you want to go back and look. But I was like, you can do that at the time, but that was in like the, that was like 100 years ago, 75 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And now you can really do it. You can see, we you can, see each other's little iPad and you can see everyone's faces. That's really exciting. Joke around. It's a good time. That's a good time. I feel like your character on Bob's Burgers is just you. Like, just child you. Is that true? Yes. Uh, it is partially true in that I think it's not how I was as a kid, but if I was made a child now, that's how I would be. That's is how you it would how be. your son is? A little. A little. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, so Gene's like 11 and my son's 6, but it's yeah. like... Not what, what it's you know I be, I could see him it's becoming that. It's in the wheelhouse. Though I don't know if again I don't know if uh, my son will want to be a performer the way that Gene wants to be a performer. Yeah. It's wild. It does show itself when it does. Yeah. Yeah. With children, I would say. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? And the elderly. The elder the elderly just said reveal they start reveal them reveal. like I should have been a singer. <laughs> I would I would enjoy that. I would watch a show of You um, guys, that's exactly the show we need right now. Yeah. We need like fuck the masked singer and like American Idol. I don't want to see young people striving for their fucking dreams. No. I want to see someone who's at the end. Here's a thing towards the end. Towards the okay, end. Okay. I right, want fine. someone towards, who's not like, at the end. Here's okay, Massachusetts vibes. Okay. Community auditions, we all know. What about retirement community auditions? Would you watch? Yeah. Would you host it? Host it? Yeah, because yeah. Casey and I are producing it right now. Yeah. We is are selling like, this show. Yes, I would host. Like, right. once, like is Guys, it like it. you shoot like once a week? Tw- I'm really, I want to get the detail. No, 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 no. Like, listen, oh, we don't listen, know the, listen. We don't know you the come schedule in, you're yet. The host. Yeah. yeah. We get like all the B-roll stuff and the audition shit. I would we love give you to some, host this. We give you some love. copy and you come in. We're do- you're doing two days a week tops. Okay. Very yeah. easy for you. We'll get you the long microphone. Sure. That okay. sounds fun. All right. And Guys, I get to chat like with the show. elderly. Yeah. yeah, you chat yes. with the senior citizens. That sounds very nice. That sounds like a good show. That's where Sarah Silverman got her start on community auditions. I don't know what that is. It's like just like a random who's the host of community auditions? I don't know. What was his name? I mean, I'll make up a name. Wait, someone wait. Dave Maynard. Dave Maynard. You get a present. You Dave Maynard. Um, was just a man with like a healthy head of hair parted on the side and then he would just be like here's a little girl from Natick Sarah Silverman singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game and then she'd like come in with her like Mork suspenders and sing like fucking Did you guys know anyone who was ever on Star Search? Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell (laughs) Fuck off, I mean like yeah, obviously. At the time, you mean? No, no I was I mean, like, like I was... when you were like a fu- like when you were a young person. No, I was yeah. Like, did Nine. you? Kn- and you were like a comedian. Did you ever know anyone? No, no we were. I little. didn't know anybody. We no, I was kids. just. A you guys, kid. I knew someone on 
on Star Search. Was it Ed McMahon? No. When I was in elementary school, Amy Angelowitz auditioned and got on fucking Star Search to sing. Oh, man. She was in my elementary school, and they flew to Los, they flew to Los Angeles, and she did Star Search, guys, and it was a big deal. Is that and? what lit the competitive fire in you? Well, here's what it is. Here's what it did do. And I love Amy. I love her. Um, I, did, I did think it was possible. Like, I thought, like, Hollywood was possible because Amy's parents were very savvy in that way. And, like, her father was, like, an entrepreneur that owned businesses. And actually, she's... I mention her in my book because she sang the theme song to her father's business, which was Polyglycote, and it was sung to the tune of Stupid Cupid, and it went, Polyglycote, you're the one for me. And um, it played on the radio when I was, like, in the bus on the way to school in the morning. But she got to be on fucking Star Search, which is so exciting. Do you know who she went up against? She did not win. Oh. I wonder if, She was little, though. But, like, that was the fucking brilliance and insanity of Star Search. Like, that you could bring a little kid in front of all of America and then be like, you're not that great. Yeah. First of all... Two stars. First of all, as a parent, more little kids need to be told you're not that fucking great. (laughs) Secondly, you're not that special, kid. You don't got it. Not everyone's a fucking star. Okay, which brings me to the Nepo baby conversation, which is what I want to say to you. Go on. Which is this. There is some fucking misconception out there that there are a ton of really talented people just wandering around, bumping around, not getting their shots, which is like, most people fucking suck. Like, they're not good at it. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. It's true. And Nepo babies are good because it's like in their blood. It's in their DNA. They're funny. Let them do it. Oliver's got a career. He's playing my son on Girls 5 Eva. I'm sorry. He's hired. I've already cast him. She just hired him without even asking Tina Fey. We'll see. We'll see. No, what I think is amazing about Star Search is that they would put, like, children up against, like, 35-year-old comedians. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember little Britney Spears, and she was like, her voice, she had so much vibrato. and But she was amazing. But I was like, she's literally a tiny fetus. But she won. So, like, no one told her she was terrible. She, she like, creamed everyone. But, yeah. She remains not terrible. She's still yeah. good stuff. Speaking she of... She is free. She is free. She's, she's been so, free. Guys, guys, yeah. we Great did it. news guys, for we you. She's, we did it. Who didn't know? Probably haven't, yeah. Faria, 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 Faria. Oh my God. I mean, really busy. <laughs> you really. You can't help it. You're enthusiastic I can't help about Faria. I love it because I love orgasms. <laughs> I love it because women should be having bigger and better orgasms. You know, listen, I'm going to say there's been like a whole new thing happening and I'm grateful for it with people talking about perimenopause and menopause and what happens to your vagina and your labia and your vag, vulva, vulva as as you age and as you shift. And for a lot of women, this can mean that sex becomes slightly uncomfortable or like they, they experience vaginal dryness. And Foria is here for you 
with that. Well, here's what I want to say is that like these changes aren't always like, boom, it just happens one day. They're gradual changes that take place over time Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that you might not even notice this creeping up on you. And so Foria is just a way to sort of get the jump on these changes before you even really notice them happening. And you might not, they could help you not even notice a huge change in your sex life because all you'll notice is the change for the better. Right. And we talk a lot when we talk about Foria, we talk a lot about like the mind-blowing orgasms and designed for people with labias to have bigger and better orgasms solo or with a partner. And all those things are true. But recently I had really bad period cramps and I used the um, suppository for relief that they have. Yeah. That I had purchased because I'm a not just, I'm not just a hawk in it. I'm also buying it. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, like it literally, truly made me feel so much better. Yeah. And you deserve to feel better. Yes. And we deserve to have a company that's paying attention to the way that we are saying, or sometimes not saying how we feel. Right. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a, about time, you know? It's about Time. Get into it. (laughs) Guys, we very much are telling you that the one-two punch is the awaken arousal oil and the sex oil. It's the perfect combo. Just get into it. Guys, just order it. You have our permission to try it. We fully endorse you to go ahead, treat yourself to more deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it, and as often as possible, you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a very special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash best or use code best at the checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash best for 20% off your first order. Obviously, we recommend trying the Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. You're going to thank us later. But honestly, every product they make is a real chef's kiss to your vulva. Open is so helpful. It's been very helpful to me lately. I can imagine that it has. I actually can imagine that it really has been. Open, in case you don't know, is a mindfulness app built to transform your life. You can experience the power of combining breathwork, meditation, sound, and movement to strengthen your mind-body connection. You can practice digitally on their app and website or in person at their studio in Venice, California. Um, I just have obviously also been having a few months that have been tricky for me, emotionally speaking. And the benefits of the meditation and breath work are, I mean, I can't, like, I can't, um, I can't overstate the benefits. Right. Like, I notice the difference in the days when I don't open my open app. (laughs) And when I do, you know, because when you, when I use the app daily, it's just, it sets me up for success. Like I feel like I make better choices. I have better habits. It keeps me like, I don't know, sort of accountable, you know, and I am like very into the, I don't know, just all, all of the things It uplifts my mood I'm not as, I'm just like not as cranky if I'm being honest. 
And I have been thinking a lot about, like, obviously I want to feel better day to day, but I also think there's something to, well, that mind-body connection where, like, when I feel better mentally, I also think that that has repercussions for my physical health and that I feel better in the long term and that I'll be healthier in the long term if I continue these practices every day. Yeah. And by the way, it's only 10 minutes, truly. Like, right. You really only need to commit to 10 minutes a day, which is going to give you better sleep, less stress, more energy, more focus. I mean, right. it's And we always of, say like the best change that you can make is one that you can keep up with. So 10 minutes a day is pretty manageable in the scheme of things. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with that. That's a really good point. Guys, uh, you should join us on Open and use our code for 30 days free. Go to withopen.com slash best to sign up and get into like a quick routine. You know yeah. what I mean? It's going to ground you. It really has been helping me, I have to say. I love that. Yeah. And 30 days is like the perfect time frame to try it out. 30 days is an excellent amount of time that you're being given to establish a new good habit. Yeah. That's what they say. That's what they say. Guys, go to withopen.com slash best. Speaking of Star Search. Go on. Um, and good, good music. Lou Barlow, when he was on Star Search. <laughs> Ed McMahon loved him so And much. he was like, Dinosaur Jr., I think you guys are going to go really far. <laughs> what is... What is Sabadoa? (laughs) I have a playlist for my son, and on it is the song uh, by Sabadoa called Ocean that uh, uh, Ollie loves. So Sabadoa is like one of my favorite bands ever. And uh, and I have many songs on many different playlists, none of which are for my children. And, um, sorry, guys. uh, They don't want to listen to my music. Um, But anyway... I love Lou Barlow so much, and uh, early on in the podcast, you guys have heard us talk, because Casey's like, I, Casey's like, this is, you know, so unassuming. She's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm friends with Lou and his wife, Adele, and I'm like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? (gasps) Well, they listen to the podcast, so they, like, introduced themselves. Sure. Yeah, so. Is that how you guys met? Yeah, because Oh, I thought you knew each other from Massachusetts. No, no, it was just a. You guys, I'm from the West Coast. I assume everyone in Massachusetts knows each other. Just a happy. They do. Yeah, it's true. It's true. They just not yet. For real, I mean, not to bring up he who shall not be named, but one time I worked with Louis C.K. and I said, "Oh, do you know my friend Ethan from Newton?" And he was like, "Yeah, actually, I do." And I was like, "There you go." Then did you say, "Did you come on his back?" No, because he's a guy. Um, wow, we were just trying to introduce our friend Lou Barlow. Okay, but anyway, no wait, but wait, Lou, just come here, come to me. just come on, come Lou. on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, but here's what I want to say. So then, so then Casey was like, "You know, they love the podcast," and I was like, "That's." insane and not true. And okay, but like, I'll just go along with it because Casey's just trying to make me feel good about my life. And then Casey was like, would you, Lou said that he would be willing to play a song or two. And I was like, and I almost threw up. And then 
you came here and you were so, and we were on a group text now. Adele, where's Adele? And um, and it's really just um, my dream come true. You've, you know, I can't. You can't say enough. You can't say enough. I can't. I can't. Um, this is like the thrill of my life is having Lou Barlow play music live on stage at this show here at the Wilbur Theater. And um, Casey, thank you so much for. I don't know, just being you and this like literally the least I could do. It's all I can do. We we bought tickets to the show. I kn- we did. I did not. I did not expect to play. We had tickets to the show. They bought tickets to the show. We did. We got a we got a babysitter to come to the show. Yep. No, this was on the plan. This was on the books for us. This is our big night out. It's our third night away from our, our six-year-old, our six-and-a-half-year-old. I know, and like you guys are going to be yeah. good friends now, and the six-year-olds are, I mean, you guys are friends already, but the six-year-olds yeah, are going to be friends, and then you guys can like do vacations together, and that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Because, guys, it takes a village. Yeah. Um, Lou, what song are you going to play? I'm going to play Too Pure. I love Too Pure. I I found that out through the podcast. My wife told me, she said, Lou, you will not believe this. I'm like, what? Busy mentioned your song, Too Pure. And she was blown away. I mentioned it it because it came on at like a very pivotal moment in my life, which was when I was leaving the Hoffman Institute (laughs) for healing. And no, but really, like it felt like it was like, it was very special to me. I mean, it has always been, but I, I love it. Thank you. That's cool. Is something missing in my touch? Attention tugging at my smile. If there's a right thing to say I'm sure I missed it by a mile Swallowed in some detail Heavy in my blood I wanna hold you close But I can't lift my arms up If there's a reason for this distance More than the drugs that float my day A nervous bug in my system That keeps me edgy and I'm God, a saint, never ever will forgive That never understood me, but tells me how to live It fits when I stretch, and I stretch because I can Stretch until I'm sore And then I open up for more I do it out of habit, not addiction 
And if I give it all Clean out my blood Will I still feel bored and disconnected If I knew it all for love Will I ever give enough Cause you can never be too pure Or too connected You can never be too pure or too connected You can never be too pure I love it so much! Lou Barlow! That was beautiful, Lou. Thank Lou, you. Sure. I mean, I literally cannot. Would you play one more song? I will. I will. I would love it if you would. If you would. Restless eyes close. Maybe it'll go away. Please rest tomorrow. Bring a satisfied day. The restless urge of love that's worth That one forgiving love to give you more. Any thought could be the beginning, a brand new tangled web you're spinning. Anyone could be a brand new love. Any tie that holds can be broken, tear your middle world to the open. Anyone could be a brand new love And you won't be the first Your twisted change is normal Gossip dirt Whisper to the nodding head The thrill you fell apart Instead of them they will Cause any hope or love can be killed And if you need a different face It's definite time to destroy this place And any thought could be the beginning A brand new tangled web you're spinning Anyone could be a brand new Follow what you feel You alone decide what's real And anyone could be a brand new love Anyone could be a brand new love Anyone could be a brand new love That guy is the real deal, Lou Barlow, everyone. We're so honored. Lou, are you gonna come join us? I think he's sitting his guitar down because I think that's what you have to do. Yeah, come sit, here, sit right there. Sit, sit, oh, sit there. Oh, wait, Where are we gonna here. sit? Sit wait, here. Wait, sit, sit here. 
it. Hold on. Oh, no. She's spiraling out of control. I'm spiraling. Wait, do we have a handheld out there? Can I give Lou a handheld? Or we can share. No, I'll give him one. He can have his own. Sorry, my eyes is itchy. <laughs> is there, it does is? someone have a cat? <laughs> do you have a cat? No. 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 Do you want a cat? What, am I... <laughs> Wait, are you giving out prizes? Is there a cat in that bag? Post-song prizes. How do I get the prizes up to these guys? Look at these guys. Look at I them. Feel like They're committed to the costume. We need a cannon. I mean, that, it's not a costume. It's not we a need, costume. Yeah, it's yeah. Like we're like, we're like, yeah, you're, you're committed. All right, all right. You get a prize. I don't know how many. I'm gonna get we'll hold the prize for you. Here, wait. Ready? This is like, you get... <laughs> This is, these are the shirts we made for the end of Busy Tonight. And it says, Busy Tonight. And then it says, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's what we were told. We were told it's a marathon, not a sprint. And it is, just not for that talk show. Yeah. So, you know, you got to live and you learn. Yeah, you apply it to where it applies, but not that talk show. Oh, she got it. She got it. Yay. Yay. I'm not going to throw one of those mugs, though. Yeah, I think that's not a great a idea. That's, I don't think that's a great everybody idea. Everybody here loves us until they get hit in the I'll face save you with guys a mug. And I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll save you guys something else. Because you, you can get a prize. Lou, I have a question. Yes. Um, what are you doing your best of this week? Um, I've been recording a lot of music, and I started doing a podcast with my wife. Uh, it's so fun. She wanted to do... We, we met 10 years ago, and she, one of the first things she said was, we need to do a podcast. And I said, that's way too much work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because I would be editing it. And, uh, but somehow, I don't really have a lot going on right now as far as touring, and I thought, well, let's do a podcast. So I've been spending hours and hours every week just speaking with her and then also making up songs every week and doing covers of things. I did a okay. Taylor Swift song this week. Okay, guys. So Lou sent me a Taylor Swift cover that's pretty fucking wild. <laughs> it's grotesque. It's I like, grotesque, it is, I like, I, it is, I've, it I've is in a word, I put it on my Sonos in the family home. I fucking love it. It's so great. The podcast is called Raw Impressions. It's, uh, as opposed to our long podcast, it's very short and... Uh, my favorite part of it is when you remake jingles from toys, yeah, but like yeah. on acid. Yeah, yep. like toys from when we were little kids, like Digger the Dog. Digger the Dog, Inchworm, Light Bright. Yeah. Light Bright, making things with light. Out of sight, making things with Light Bright. I know that one. I know that. It's so good. I love that podcast. I love you and Adele. You are just legitimately fantastic people. So thanks for making that podcast because it's, it's great. <laughs> we, you guys do it, we do it for ourselves. It's given our life such structure. And it's <laughs> it has. That's it's what like, we all need right now is structure. structure. That's what it is. It's like, I don't know if people are listening. Thank you for listening. But we don't know. But we're doing it, we're doing it for ourselves and to speak. And I like hearing her voice through headphones. Aw, that's so sweet. It's true. It's I like, love that. Yeah. Aw, Biz, what are you doing your best at this week? I'm doing my best at breaking patterns. 
Okay. Which is like a wildly big thing to talk about. Yeah. But, you know, it's a fucking journey that never ends. Yeah. And you always have a choice. And that's the truth of the matter. And you can choose which way you want to go. And even if you choose wrong, you can choose right the next time. (laughs) But this week, I'm doing my best at breaking old patterns. I think that's great. That's so good. How about you, Eugene? What are you doing your best at? What am I doing my best at this week? Yeah. Um, uh, Wedding planning. I love you know, a fucking wedding. Can we talk about it for two seconds? Can we talk about it for two seconds? Yeah. What's the plan? What can you tell us? That's tell not us like everything. a People Mag exclusive. What can you give the Busy Phillips is doing her best podcast an exclusive on your wedding? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know what people tell What are your colors? Yeah. Oh, uh, I feel like they're, uh, they're f- f- fallish colors in spring. Is that accurate? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be lovely, a nice time, lots of friends in a tent. Uh, legal. You know, it's going to be all legal. Everything will be legal. I don't, there won't be, it isn't like a ruse for trafficking heroin. <laughs> we're like, we're throwing this wedding, but if the result is it, $7 million of heroin sold. <laughs> that would be amazing. That I would mean, be impressive. In a way. Like, in a way. Oh, where, we're, where are you getting married in this? In this fine state? In the state of Massachusetts. In the state of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to eat? Uh, we're going to eat probably... Lobster? Uh, there, might, there might be element... No, more like whatever, whatever is around. On what, the ground. Whatever's whatever we fish, find in the sand, it'll fish, be... Fish soup? Fish, fish soup? There, chowder bowls? Be, bread bowls? Uh, chowder. Uh, I don't know if there'll be chowder. You're very good at yelling. Um, <laughs> You don't, get pri- you don't get prizes for um, Anyway, there'll be food. It'll be lovely and warm uh, in, its, in its informal joy. Wow, I'm really vague. Uh, well, maybe you're, you said you're planning it, yeah. so it's not all We're getting planned. a lot of great details. It's not all planned yet. You, a lot you of it is what? planned. That's the thing. You know what the most important thing is? You know who the bride's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say flowers, but also, There's yes. going to be great flowers. I okay. love flowers. Lovely tablecloths. That's what I mean. I don't know yeah. how to describe a tablecloth, but let's just say there's a few kinds. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be beautiful. We got a great quote on a photo booth. I don't know. This is oh, why this I'm is like, exciting. why? Well, Eugene, you know what happened yeah. to me years ago? Uh, what? I'd love to hear it. Well, what happened to me years ago was that I got a great quote on a photo booth and mm-hmm. had it come out for a party of mine, and I loved it so much yeah. that then I was like, how much does it cost to buy one of these? And then I looked on eBay, yeah. and then I fucking found one, and then I had it shipped from Texas, and then I had it craned into my house in the Hollywood Hills, uh-huh. and then I had it serviced every month, yep. and it never fucking worked. And barely returned yeah. on its promise. Was, I wonder if the service guy really even had any photo booth knowledge. Can I or tell you something? Can I tell you something? One guy. Yeah. One guy serviced all of the vintage photo booths of, uh, of uh, that side of the Mississippi. Yeah. You guys have another guy. Yeah. But yeah. we had one guy, and he did all of the fucking vintage photo booths. Who was probably just an actor. No. Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. I don't know. But... I have lots of pictures of him from when he tested out the photo booth, when he would come. And, um, and then... He knew how to do that. 
Yeah. For sure. He probably it, brought the photos. Well, and I had a... I, that's actually a really solid point. Um, and I had this thought that I was like... I really want, I loved like the vintage, the printed, dipping in the things and developing. And like I lived, I had babies and toddlers, like with just those chemicals, like in their. Would you like, wash uh, yeah, them in it? Yeah. I would bathe my children in them. Yeah. In the for chemicals, sure. the photochemicals. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, fuck gas stoves. Like I literally was exposing my children to like 1950s, like chemical, like they're fine. Yeah, you know because what I mean? it was like a vibe. Yeah. It was such a vibe. And you I bought was like, like a cool old photo. Yeah, booth. I was like Carmen Electra and Dave Navarro had one on Cribs years ago. Yeah. That's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. Sometimes things anyway, are Anyway, I left it with the house in LA. They kept it. Yeah, the new owners. They might have destroyed it. When you crane it. something in, you rarely crane it yeah, out. Yeah, you, you have to like, Wait. it's only coming out with a hatchet. Wait, by the way. What? Then, someone, like we... I had to part ways with that guy, the guy that was like the only the photo guy. booth guy. No, yeah, the he, fake yeah. photo booth guy. Yeah. Also, one time he did stick his like finger in my ear. I no busy. You guys, I don't. We can't get into it. No, it was weird. Uh, yeah, I, I was like newly postpartum. I couldn't deal with yeah. it. I was just like, no. okay, thank you. Don't nobody. Nobody should stick their Bye. finger in your ear. I was like 32. Yeah. You know you're an idiot when you're 32. You yeah. know what I mean? Anyway, the point being, <laughs> I got a new photo booth guy who came, like, and this was right before the pandemic. Yeah. And I was telling him, like, the crane story and the guy and the thing, and he was like, you know you can just take these apart and just, like, bring them in piece, <laughs> a piece that it's... And I was like, this is why I'm saying that guy was a fraud. Yeah. Sounds like you accidentally hired David Hasselhoff and he didn't know what he was doing. If there was like a um to catch a predator, like a, a show for catching fake photo booth guys, I feel like you definitely would have. I on feel bad to catch a mild predator. Yeah, like a like <laughs> he's a your finger in your ear predator. He's, he's a predator, but also I mean, like she's great. going along with it because it's a vibe and like it's kind of her fault too. But yeah, Casey, do what? not victim blame me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. All right. Casey, what are you doing your best at this week? That's a good question. Um, this is my first time home in Massachusetts since my mom passed away. Not to bring it, not to bring it down, but I thought it was gonna be, I thought it was gonna be really hard to be here. And it has actually been really comforting and wonderful. And everyone has been wonderful here. And uh yeah, so it, it hasn't been hard. It's been nicer than I thought. I was really, like, kind of bracing myself for it to be tough. But it's nice to be here, uh, the place that was my mom's home for her whole life. And, and yours for and, a lot and, of it. And mine for, for many, many years. And um, I, th I don't know if he made it here, but my mom's friend Dave was going to come tonight. I love you, too. And I just wanted to thank him in front of everyone for being such a good friend to my mom. Um, 
we can all, I mean, you know, that's what this whole podcast is about is like friendship and spending time with each other. And, you know, just in a time when we were all feeling really lonely. And there were times when I was like, gosh, my mom's getting older and she's out on the East Coast, like by herself kind of. And then I would think about it and be like, she's not by herself. She's with these amazing friends. And Dave was one of, one of her best friends in the world and they spent so much time together and then, you know, um, I joke about it like, oh fuck, I'm an orphan now, <laughs> you know? Um, and I started working on uh, a book called The 50-Year-Old Orphan. Would you buy it? Would you buy it? <laughs> um, pre-sales but, off the charts, off the charts but, pre-sales. Uh, but I don't, I don't feel that way because Dave, has been messaging me, you know, every other day, checking in and seeing how I'm doing. And, um, and that is really, you know, he was, he was more than a friend to my mom. He was like family and he's so, he's been so kind to my kids and, uh, just it's, he's, he's an excellent example of the best of what Massachusetts and humanity has to offer. So Dave, we love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. I love all of you too, and you've really, I, lo- I mean, like, such a, such a weird and hard, like, d- death is sad, but also, like, I can't stress enough how much it sucks. Like, yeah. it just really sucks, and it's stupid. Like, that's what I keep thinking, like, dying is stupid. You know what I mean? Like, it just is a really stupid thing to have happen to anyone. And um, you guys have been such good friends to me, talking about good friends. And you have taken care of me and seen me through every moment of this. And I'm sure I'll lean on you more uh, in, the, in the coming days. But, yeah, thank you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. I know. And I really loved your mom. And Dave, thank you so much for being here. And um, Casey has so many friends and family here. And our whole lineup is because of Casey and Massachusetts. Except I have t- I have one. I have two friends here. Oh, you do? You, I have two you have, friends who, in Massachusetts. Who are your friends here? Two. Well, no, like, guys, like, you're all my friends. Okay. But, like, I have, like actually two friends yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, People you know, IRL. Yeah, and it's Will Daly and his wife, Nisa. And um, Anissa also, uh, they, you got, they, have, they have children that, like, they haven't left a lot. The pandemic, I guess, has been a real fucking vibe for you guys with, like, young kids. Yeah. Because you're like, what? We've never left Trapped. our children. Trapped. Like, we've literally... Yeah, so it's hard. It's weird. Yeah. It's a different thing. Like, because, yeah. I mean, you left your kids all the time. Yeah, as much as possible. As much as I'm same. I mean, yesterday Bertie was like, I was raised by a nanny. And I was like, yeah, you're fucking lucky. I didn't have one. <laughs> Bless Ileana for giving you a bath. What, do you want me to cry for that? No. 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 I didn't even get baths. No, mom, I'm kidding. Your mom's not she, here. No, but she'll be listening. And so I was like looking at the um, the speakers yeah. in her house. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Anyway, um, so my friend Will Daly is here, and he is a musician. And I and he is where, did, where is oh he's right here. Will come here. Hi, Will. 
Okay, wait. Use a micro- use a microphone so people can hear you. Um, Will and I met in his one year that he lived in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. How many years ago was that? 1970. <laughs> it was it was the aughts. It was the early aughts. It was early aughts vibes, and. Uh, and we've been friends ever since. And we've had some, like, great times. Will and Nisa uh, joined me and Mark. We were all... And a group of, like, f- 15 of us. We rebuilt New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, we single-handedly. Yeah. No, after Hurricane Katrina, we, like, did, like, a... We did, like, a trip to New Orleans where we were, like... I had this idea, and I was, like, here's the, here's the deal, guys. We're going to go volunteer with Habitat for Humanity in the morning, and then at night we're going to get fucked up. And we really did get I don't think up. you're the only person that's ever had that idea. And we painted so many houses. Anyway, we've had so many good, fun adventures. Will uh, plays beautiful music and is going to play a couple of songs for I'm us. Gonna. I think you should. I really think you should. Where is Nisa? Is she still here? You didn't leave, did you? No, she's still oh, here. She's still I love here. you so much. Um... Well, I'm doing my best going on after Lou Barlow, so that's cool. <laughs> Will, I have to say, Will was, like, very fucking... You were excited. And uh, doing my best trying to get a singing gig at Eugene's wedding. That's actually, like, a very maybe achievable goal right yep. now. Um, Not to put you on the spot, Eugene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we already have bands, I'm sorry. <laughs> But you never but know. But it's about acceptance. How many bands? So you have to, you have to still know. try and accept. Okay, well, but, before, but for real, what are you doing your best at this week? I went on Zillow, and I saved Casey's mom's house in Hyannis, and me and Nisa did the numbers, and we're going to try to buy it so she can keep it in the family. <laughs> I, on my way here, I, I, I was wondering if I was hydrated, so I opened the fridge, and I grabbed one of those tall, rectangular coconut waters with the caps plastic and it's in the middle of a square. Yeah, and that's just, a real just, thing. Yeah, and I'm just going to sky this thing real quick into my mouth and, and hydrate, but it just comes out weird out of those bottles and it went all over <laughs> in, on what I'm wearing now and I just thought in the past I would have it would have crushed me. It would have felt like, oh, I can't do anything before going to do an important thing in your heart, you know? Yeah. Which is be with all of you and... Um, and you guys too, I, I, I mean you as well. And uh, I just kind of laughed and took and put my mouth on the plastic hole this time <laughs> and drank some more and my shirt's already dry. And um, I've just been backstage listening, laughing, trying not to cry and thinking of what I'm gonna play. So we started in 2017 when you were last here, and this whole thing's just journeyed for everyone on stage. And what you just said about being an orphan, and I thought, right during lockdown, everyone just said to me, well, you must have so much time for writing songs. As if, like, if I was a plumber, I would just be fixing my own pipes all the time. <laughs> if I was a teacher, I'd be setting up a chalkboard and, and doing lessons um, to my pets. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't write any songs. I like shut the door and let everyone gather on the porch. And I just learned songs from my heart that meant something. So 
This is a song that got me through a little, little bit of that too, from whatever year that was in this vortex to now. <laughs> Maybe in a house so high upon a hill She's sitting playing piano He's sitting paying a bill Maybe far away Oh, maybe real nearby She may be pouring his coffee he may be straightening his tie I bet you they're young I bet you they're smart I bet they collect things like ashtrays and art I bet you they're good Why wouldn't they be? Their only mistake was giving up me So maybe now this is the last one of its kind won't you please come get your baby, maybe? I bet you she reads, I bet you he sews Maybe they've made me closets of clothes I bet you they're strict, as straight as a line I don't really care as long as they're mine So maybe now it's time Oh, maybe when I wake They'll be there calling me I don't know why I gravitated towards a song about a redhead orphan from the 70s, but <laughs> put me to the ground when I started learning that. I mean, that was one of my favorite things to sing to Cricket during the early days of the lockdown. As like a threat? Like, like you, As like a what? As like a threat? Like you, she doesn't, you'll find your parents eventually? Uh, yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. No, but like I, I like love. I, I don't know. I fucking love that song. Yeah, we're all of the same song. gen. Do you want? Guys, holds a special part. I want you to play another song, and then we can sing. Do you want to join me on this next one, or no? Like it's not the next one, but. Oh, okay. Well, you start it, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Happens. I can sing on this mic. All right. This is a song that I, I occasionally find on busy stories. I know this one. Yeah, you're a monster Don't try to convince me otherwise Yeah, you're an angel Don't try to convince me otherwise And what's the matter now? Did you not get what you wanted? You're not the only one who's lonely With bows in your hair and a pony ride The stick comes around only once a year, so let's do it right. La da 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 da. Bipolar baby. 
Do you notice me here? I'm your coyote. I chewed off my arm just to be here. And what's the matter now? Did you not get what you wanted? You're not the only one who's lonely. Bows in your hair and a pony ride. This day comes around only once a year, so let's do it right. You're not the only one who's lonely. With all of your peace, there's not feeding time. This day comes around only. Blow out some candles and do it right. La da 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 A shame it takes so many tears to empty half your cup and And when you're talking to yourself you control the conversation Bipolar baby Wait till you hear what I made you You're not the only one who's lonely With bows in your hair and a pony ride The day comes around only Once a year so let's do it right You're not the only one who's lonely With all of your peace there's not feeling time Once a year, so let's do it right. love Will so much and I love his music and um, and then I was like what are we going to sing to? Oh no, I don't want to lose one of my crystals. Hold on one second. Oh no, guys, crystal. Guys, in the plot, I mean we can't. I can't leave it behind. Um, and I was like, what are we going to sing together? We got to play, you got to play something, we got to sing together. And I had this song and I was like a fucking bummer. It was, right? It was a bummer. It was a bummer. I wanted to support you on it, but... Uh, I know, I and you, like, you it. were, like, there for me as a friend, and you were, like, we can totally do that. And then, two days ago? Two days ago. I was, like, uh, yes, that's a bummer. Let's do this song instead. So let's do this song instead. Let's do it. Okay. But it's impossible Hey A guy like me So irresponsible A man like me Is dead in places That other men Are liberated I can't love Shot full of holes nothing I just feel cold 
toughen up around my heart. Don't worry about it, love, but I want love, just a different kind. And I want love, won't break me down, won't break me in, won't ruffle me in. I want a love that don't mean a thing. That's the love I want. I want love. I want love on my own terms. After everything that I have learned. Cause me, I carry too much fucking baggage. Oh my God. love I want, but I want love. So bring it on. Hey, I've been bruised. Don't give me love, babe, that's clean and smooth. Cause I'm ready for the I've never had it, but I've had enough. You take it well. Oh, not me. What? Where are we? What are we? What are we doing? Guys, you can sing. You know it. The truth is, the only reason why I do any of this, <laughs> the reason why any of us do fucking any of it is because. One, two, three. No. We want love. <laughs> different kind. We want love, won't fence me in, won't break me up, won't tear me down. We want a love that means something, that's the love we want. Hey! We want love. Oh, I want love. Just a different That's the love I want, I want love, I want love. I mean, you guys, in case you haven't heard it today, we fucking love you so much. Thank you. Everybody, thank you so much. Thanks to my friends from high school. You guys, you get prizes, and the prizes of the friends from high school is that you get to be Casey's friend from high school. I didn't wax my eyebrows so you guys would recognize me. 
So thank you. Thanks to my friends from college who are my lifelong also friends. Are you guys back there? Uncle Craig and Nick and Sid. Thank you guys for coming out to see me. It means a lot. Thank you, Dave, again. And thanks for all my Massachusetts Dave, friends. We love you. Thank you, Lou Barlow, one of my favorite oh. Massachusetts friends. Thank Lou you, Barlow. Will Daly. Will Daly. Eugene Merman. Eugene Merman. Thank you so much. Thank you to the women that support all of these men. We did. Because we all know. Behind every great man. Well, they wouldn't just even fucking exist. <laughs> I'm sorry. You. Guys, I'm not, I, yeah. not, you know, that's true. You feel like that's yeah. true? It's yeah, true. Like it's that's true. true. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. It's physically true yeah. and emotionally true. <laughs> and emotion it's physically and emotionally true. Those are the two truths. The two truths. There are yeah. many truths. We yeah. have to hold them all. But T that's... Together? Sure. 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 Guys, we just wrote your wedding vows, I feel like. Great. Yeah. Did we just write your wedding vows? We were... Yeah. Guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much, Boston. Boston, you fucking turned it out. Oh no.